Tonight on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, I have two awesome friends of mine that do really crazy stuff. It's called Super Hard. Jesse Ziegler and Lucas Eddy. What were we talking about tonight? Oh, man, we got deep into what is hard enduro in the U.S. and beyond internationally and why two idiots who aren't good at it would want to go race them and film it to show other people that they should go race them, basically. <laughs> it's kind of a crazy concept how that would work, but it's a pretty fun time. And that's what we're trying to share with everybody is that it's a great time and everyone should try it, really, if you like dirt bikes. Yes. Go race a hard enduro. And watch super hard videos. There's one season on Cycle News. There's another season on Climb's Motorcycle YouTube channel. So go check them out. You will not be disappointed. All right. Live from Prompt, Nevada and a lot of other places across the U.S. It's a Tech Talk. Taco Tuesday. Man. Well, I'm Matt, angry. thanks for uh, putting this all together since I'm yeah. remote again. Uh, I've Sorry, become dude. a professional tile guy. But you really, really enjoy it. When I say professional, that means novice at uh, everything. So, you know how you know how people want to, you know, instantly start doing something and be really good, right? Well, that's uh, that's how I'm working in the in the uh, well bathroom modeling is what my new thing is. Uh, thanks for everybody for joining. We have an awesome show tonight. I've got uh, Lucas Eddy from Climb and Jesse Ziegler from Cycle News, and these donkeys are the stars of the incredible series on YouTube called super hard. And they have been doing extreme enduros as idiots. It, who said that? <laughs> Jesse. Jesse said that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I was, I was going to say, I don't, I didn't know if I wanted to use the word novices or real or amateurs, real or, people. Real people. Amateurs, just, for sure. So, and it's a good, it's a, it's kind of a cool thing because I actually, it actually was disturbing to watch for me. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, and, and in a good way. That's our goal. Yeah, it was, it was in a good way because, you know, I, I know both you guys, I know Jesse quite well and to see you know to see i remember when i wanted to go do extreme enduros it was not a thing back in the day it was just some stupid races and so there were no professionals at it mm -hmm. and you just you didn't know what you were getting into and then so but as it got better and now it's evolved into where there's there's guys that do this full time they're really good at it and yeah. I noticed all, all, when we start talking about it, when you guys start talking about what you guys are doing, I'll add some commentary because I've, I've noticed a couple of things. And especially since we're in this digital area era where you can watch everything and see everything, which is really cool. It's also made it like different. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think I don't think we, when I first went and did an extreme and No, there was no such thing as a cell phone. Didn't no. exist. So, uh, anyways, guys, welcome to the show. This show would not be possible with the help of a lot of our sponsors. And Matt did not send me the sponsor list, so I'm going to just go off the top of my head. Let's see how I do, Matt. And you just fill in. I know, but sure? of course. Oh, I didn't. Oh wow. No, you just sent. All you sent was Rooster Endo. I didn't oh. get any questions. Well, check but, your inbox now. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> how much is that while I'm trying to run a show? 
I, I can barely even pour a shot of this stuff. Yeah, Jimmy you know, can't use email. Smoothest. I got a bartender, evidently. <laughs> oh, Anyways, the show is brought to you by Yamaha Taco Moto. Taco Moto is going to bring you the Rooster Endo segment. Are you guys going to stick around for that? Probably. If there's tacos involved, I'm into it. Yeah, well, you're just going to look. From. You're going to look at a picture and tell tell the person whether the bike roosts or endos. Got it. No problem. Yeah. So that's bought to you by Takamoto. Bulletproof Designs, Fast Company. And Jesse is in the process of testing Fast Company flex handlebars on his Yamaha Tenere 700. They also have a sale right now that you can use uh, Fast Friday to save 20%. They do. Oh, that checkout. Yeah. Is that that's a Black Friday thing? Black, Black Friday, Friday through Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Their sale is live right now. Fast awesome. Friday is the code. I can tell you, Jesse, those handlebars work good because I put them on my bike and I have adventure-sized foot pegs. Did you get those? Ooh, I'm running stock pegs so far because I'm taking it one step at a time. I don't want to get too involved in something and get over my head. That's not really my style. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is your style. <laughs> your, your, your style will like Trevor Trevor at Dirt Bike Test. So Trevor right. Hunter has, has just, he's gone right down J. Clark Boulevard. <laughs> deliver everybody's laughing because they know it this is. deliver me a bike that has every product known to man bolted on it and we'll do yeah. a story on it i i saw a jay clark bike and i'm just like oh here we go <laughs> I'm, do, I'm trying Trevor to do bike. one i'm trying to do one thing at a time but i hardly have time to do the the one thing but i did put the flex bars and the 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 their prototype foot pegs that's why i know you didn't have any please <laughs> give. <laughs> Cole made a special sex. I'm like, Hey, let's try this. And, uh, dude, that bike, there's a lot of things that bike needs. And for sure the foot pegs are one of them. Big wide foot pegs. Mm -hmm. Really, really helpful. Move away from that protruding clutch cover sticking out of the engine case. Heather totally agrees with you. (laughs) Yep. So yeah, that really helps. But anyways, uh, so fast company uh, had bulletproof designs. I said Scott Sports, yep. makers of fine goggles. Did I mention Climb, Lucas? Not yet. Not yet. Usually, That's when I good. mention Climb, I always mention what Climb gear I wore today. But you don't make any tiling apparel or technical tiling wear. Sounds like you're not being creative enough. You could wear any of our gear doing that stuff. Yeah, you're right. I was crawling around a lot on my knees and I, I'm sure some of my climb pants, some of my older climb pants would have been way better than my car hearts. So, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Get some padded knee pad pants. Good yeah. To go. The old school stuff. So anyways, uh, climb, uh, seat concepts. We usually yes. have a seat concepts, hot seat hotline, but not on this show because it's too technically demanding for our producer. Is this still running on the job? <laughs> First and, time. uh, oh boy, I know I'm missing one. It's just one. It's just one. Yeah. Heather's Heather's like lobbing out, uh, answers background to see if I can see I it. I think there'll be a clue. I don't it, know. It's a recent rocket. It's a recent one. It's a sprocket company. Oh, oh well, we, we, all, we always okay. say DDC. They were our original sponsor. They're, They're right there. I see them on your background. Like yeah. DDC is there, Delaney but this is a components. recent one. Trail tech. Oh Yeah. I just saw it on the screen. Oh, and double take mirrors. Double take mirrors. Ned. How can you forget Ned? Actually, double take mirrors is not technically a sponsor of the show, but I owe him for another project that I'm really backlogged on and haven't fixed. So I just brought him in. 
I mean, nice. if you want a, a discount code for some uh, mirrors, uh, hit us up at um, Dirt Bike Test and we will help you out because they are super awesome mirrors. So they are. Let's start Agreed. talking about what, what what I invited you guys here for. Not not to throw insults at each other, Jesse. <laughs> I haven't started insulting yet. Yeah, it's it's just wait. Well, at least uh, while we've been live, he hasn't started. Mm-hmm. See, I want I want Lucas to tell us. Oh no, <laughs> how this whole super hard thing got started. Oh man, that's a good story. Uh, I think it started with Jesse's jealousy. We could summarize absolutely. it like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we were we were in Turkey last year, 2021, October. Uh, and Brock Butters and I got a last minute call to show up and race Sea to Sky, uh, which is a four day hard enduro in the south of Turkey. Very familiar and, and super jealous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and and we we produced a couple episodes with with Brock and myself on camera. And by the end of those four days, Jesse was texting me, "Oh man, thanks for the invite. Cool invite, bro." Because <laughs> of course I was sending him what we were doing, and he was. He was stoked for us, but also wanted to wanted to have some fun. Um, and yes. not long after that, uh, he he started planting some idea seeds in my brain about doing a similar concept with the U.S. Hard Enduro Series. And he was like, "Oh yeah, we can we can go to these races and film this and that, uh, and and hire an editor." And I'm like, "Oh man, I don't know. That sounds really complex." Um, and I wanted to do it with climb, uh, but I, I didn't really know if it was going to be possible and realistic. Um, so big, big props to Jesse for kind of pushing that along and saying, no, we can do this. This is a realistic thing for us to do. Uh, let's, let's kind of put the puzzle pieces together. And then over the course of October, November, December, January, February, March, uh, by that point, five months in, we were ready to roll with uh, page Arizona being the first race in March of 2022 when we started. So yeah, then here we are. Uh, how many, so how many episodes deep is this? We are two seasons and seven total episodes. The second episode of the second season just went live today. Right. Okay. Cause last night we watched the kind of the Turkey, first I guess episode. it was the, the main, the whole race. It was the like, first day. It was only the, first, the first day. Episode. Yeah. But yeah. it showed it somehow it showed, it showed finishing at the top or was that no. We haven't, no. we haven't got there yet. No, no finishing at the top. Not yet. So no you spoilers got, either. There was some footage of okay. us riding around in Turkey. Cause we also combined it with a climb. So, photo so, that's, shoot at the same time. so that's the forest race. The you forest guys race is the second day. Yeah. Yeah. That, so we did, I saw beach race for sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You guys are gassed. Oh <laughs> yeah. You think? Yeah. <laughs> the beach race is. It's enduro cross on beach and beach rocks, uh, rocks. for twenty it's for twenty rocks. minutes. There's no beach. Yeah, like it's it's, it's like pebbles, it's like, like size pebbles. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a river rock beach. And and yeah. then so so the second day was forest race. Did you did yeah. you do you have to finish the forest race or do you just get to a certain point at the forest race? You finish the forest race. So see, this guy's going to change because it's, it's every day kind of builds on itself and it builds on your start time for the next day. So when you go to the beach race, you get a good start time. You'll start the forest race in a pretty good spot ahead of people that might be in your way or just ahead of people, which is the goal in all racing. Right. So the forest race um, was supposed to be, they don't really give you all the info. It's supposed to be like 30, 35 miles, pretty mellow, lots of good single track with some technical stuff. And so we're like, cool, we'll try to make up some time. Cause like 
I didn't have a great beach race. A lot of us made mistakes on the beach race. We thought we would do better. And you get to the forest race and the first half of that race was absolutely brutal, like intense, <laughs> technical nightmare. And it was hot, but the, the, the traction was really good in the dirt. So people were pushing really hard, but there were dozens of guys that started in front of me that were off the side of the trail with their shirts off, just sitting there. And I'm like, you good? They're like, yeah, I'm just cooked, smoking a cigarette. Like just like totally wiped out, not having any fun at all. They're like, I didn't think it was going to be that hard today. And like the yeah. second half of the race was pretty enjoyable and, you know, got to be a little mellower, but the first part of the race just like shell shocked everybody. I think. Everybody. Oh yeah. Especially because the rumor going around was that it was going to be easier. Yeah. They, they, they Turkey eagled us. Yeah. <laughs> I I know it. Yeah. Maddie did. knows what that means. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, yeah. Did. they did a full hard enduro promoter move where they just told information out that was not true and they made it way harder than, they, than the information they told. But like, that's kind of like the cool thing about hard enduro and really why I wanted to start this series to explore the real world of it. Cause Jimmy, when we went to Erzberg in like 2006, like the first year I worked with you, I noticed there was like 700 or a thousand people just camping there and they're going to go try to race this race. And I was like, those guys aren't going to do very well. And I didn't really get it then. Right. And then I started watching them, you know, they're just partying and they're just doing a pill climbs and whatever they're done. They're high-fiving their buddies. They're just trying to beat their friends in it. And Europe just has that culture around their hard enduro races. Cause it's like a vacation for people. It's a, it's a boy's trip a lot of the times and they just get their buddies together and they're just like, let's go see what we can do. So and that doesn't really happen in the U S yet until well, this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's going to ask you. So, so you did a couple, you did the whole, you did the whole series. We did the, most of the West coast series. We did all the West coast races this year. The ones we could drive to, you know, Lucas is in Idaho. I'm in Southern California. So all the ones we could drive to and, you know, I had some family stuff in the way, so I missed one race, but we did all the West Coast races. Plus, we went to TKO and did TKO this year. We didn't do any of the East Coast series races, which is a disservice to the series because the East Coast races are fantastic. But so yeah, first year, that's what we got. So, so you know, seeing that, seeing how here, it, well, I, I think there's a couple things is that in Europe, you, I mean, in, and it's, it's funny, I listened to a podcast that, um, uh, Buzzfeed, uh, uh, Dale Spangler did. Oh, Dale, yeah. Where he went and did interviews with some of the the Enduro Cross guys. Yeah, the Enduro Cross guys. Yeah. And and all he there's, there's I, I was blown away by how many European guys are over here full time. They're like trolling it. You know, yeah. they're live they're living in a van, rolling around, sure. doing Enduro Cross, and they're blown away by how much they can go riding, like where they can go riding, where they can yeah. train. It's not illegal. It's legal riding. And in Europe, you you if you're risking getting thrown in jail by going riding yeah. extreme enduro, it just doesn't exist, or just even trail riding. And so, over here we can do this, yeah. and there they can't. So so when when they put on an event, a race, everybody shows up. Everybody shows up because yeah, we can ride and we're not going to go to jail. Yep, <laughs> which is which we is, don't care what it is. Which, which just shows how awesome we have it over here. This is, yeah, is sure. kind, of, kind of a nice thing. But I, you know, I kind of got out when I stopped doing King of the Motos. When I stopped promoting King of the Motos, yep. I, I kind of yeah turned the. I didn't wasn't paying attention as much because I didn't need to. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I got into after that. Probably training rally guys or something. But mm -hmm. 
it was, it was like in King of the Motos was kind of, I wanted to have that European flavor there. And yeah. the only reason that we had it was because of the car race going on and the coverage and the, the, the spectators that would never go out there just for a motorcycle race. They're out there for an event like Burning yeah. Man. They're going to Burning Man for a gearhead. Yep. And we got to throw a motorcycle race there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and so because I because I knew this European flavor and this feel, and that's what I really think we needed to have. It's just a different atmosphere for the riders. Yeah. So so I did agree. The, did those other events are they able to get that yet? It's starting to honestly, and that's honestly like that's the impetus of the whole thing. Like this is we want to show how great it is to take your buddies or your family to these races and to just try it or even just enter any race in your local area and try it, not expecting to win, not expecting to be great at it, but just going and doing it makes you do things you wouldn't normally do on a trail ride with your friends because you're racing. Like as soon as you sign up, give them a little bit of cash and it's not that expensive. You try a little harder. You do things you wouldn't normally do. You really want to beat your friend. Like these things just start happening when you enter a race. And I think that's a big step that people that recreational ride their motorcycles around miss out on no matter their skill level, no matter their experience, enter a race and go race. And these races are compact enough and they're small enough that it's attainable for anybody to go do and try if they're into dirt bikes. But the, the culture festival thing is starting to build around these races. Cause there's regulars now that this is all they're doing and all they dedicate their life to like our partners in Turkey, Joe and Mesa, um, Joe's a, a pro and literally he is focused basically hundred percent of his life about just getting better hard enduro and going to more hard enduro races. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's into it. And there's a bunch of those people now. And, yeah. and so, cool. and, and the, the, like, to your point, like you have your one, let's say you've got your riding buddies group and yeah. you go riding and there's a one good guy and it's like, how, mm. well, how good is he? Yeah, exactly. You, you, as your <laughs> six or seven friends, you need to convince that guy to sign up for a hard and drill and Absolutely. you guys need to go yep. and watch. And so, so you make, make it, make it an event, do, you know, get the, and this will bring the, the, the party atmosphere, the festival sure. atmosphere here, because you don't have to race. And then when he does whatever he does, then you sit there and go, Oh yeah, well I, I'm, I'm bet I'm better than Joe. I'm better than him. Better than Joe. And then you can start pointing fingers. So if yeah. you're the guy in the group and you don't want to go, well, another guy should go. Yeah. Talk your and, other friend into doing it. Right. Somebody needs to go <laughs> and bring your buddies as a support group. Yeah. And then it. and then and then that'll start building this because there, there's these events are it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's this, ridiculous. This is, and, and promote, and we're going to put the links up, Matt, you're going to put the links up to the two YouTube series on the, yeah. on the, the chat for this, go ahead and throw it up for the chat. Yeah. One's on, but also in channel, the, one's on climbs when it's on yep. the, uh, for sure. When it's um, when we put the show onto the podcast feed and all that stuff, we'll have the links in there. So if you're listening to this and you want to go, go back and look at the links and we'll have those up there. It's uh, worth your it's, interest. It's worth your interest to check it out. And for no financial reason for any of us, like just go check it out and see if it tweaks something in your brain that thinks, Oh, oh you're, you're not making bank by doing this money <laughs> <laughs> like, on all those uh, KTM radiator hoses I'm buying and water pumps and you know, all the stuff I'm breaking out there. Yeah. yeah. Tons of money from my I, sponsors. And not, not as a plug for my school. Like I have the school, it's called Jimmy Lewis off-road training. Might be familiar with it, Jesse. I am I'm very uh, familiar. <laughs> I, I, 
you used to help coach, but you obviously forgot at least 77% of the stuff that we used to teach, but we're better at teaching the important things now, but it's normal. I think that I could help you with a little bit better. I, a little, there's just, it's one thing is just one little thing that would really for sure. help. For sure. That will help me a so, lot. What also might help me is riding before the races at all. Oh. <laughs> Jesse has a strict no overtraining rule, so he makes no sure to not train at all, so he doesn't no overtrain. I got to get a lot of seat time at the desk, uh -huh. a lot of work done, and then I got to get in my van fast and drive to a race. Right, that's my training program. And Next year, 2023, it's gonna be different though. And Lucas, the last time we talked, I was trying to teach you how to tune a recluse clutch in a ratted out KTM 300. Oh yeah, it wasn't a recluse auto clutch though. Let's make that really clear. It was the regular clutch. <laughs> Lucas wants to make that. Clear. Have you have you graduated to auto clutch? No, no, not yet. I'm waiting to get good enough to really need an auto clutch. Good enough to need one. The top guys yeah. don't use them. Oh no, that's a rumor. They all use auto clutch. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? <laughs> that's why they're so good at. No, no, and we're not that good yet. We just I would nice parts. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, so I, when I did King, when I raced King of the Motos after I stopped promoting it, the last time I did an extreme endo, I used an auto clutch. And I was absolutely torn between using one and not using one. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of know where my skill level is. I knew where the course was going to go. And it was like, man, I, I just, I ended up using it. I just said, you know, the, the, the amount that the advantage it was going to be was better than the disadvantage. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, when, when you learn how to, use one of those things it's it's an advantage when you stall your bike on the side of a hill and it rolls backwards then you realize it's a big problem but as many times as yeah, i saw bikes cartwheeling through trees and doing different stuff oh, i mean yeah. it's, it's this is the smallest problem we could think of as another thing to go bikes. wrong like yeah like it's not it's not a bike issue clearly <laughs> it's a skill it's the skill problem for sure yeah, and that's the best thing about this is like the guys that are and girls for sure the girls that are good at this now they're ex extremely good at this now like they're doing things that 10 years ago people weren't doing and they're and like the top 15 people in each class are doing them now yeah it's just the top guys are just doing it faster mm -hmm. like yeah the top yeah the you you watch the top guys just don't slow down or get bogged down on things they ride Tristan Hart, Tristan Hart won the first race by 45 minutes by a lap at Page, <laughs> wow. Arizona. He got done and everybody was like, are you already like, where's everybody? He was 45 minutes ahead of everybody. And I can, I can understand that from the promoter side. It's like, yeah, you, the, the worst thing you can do is have a race with zero finishers. Yeah, that's, right. that's, you might as well just crucify yourself after that. Yeah. Uh, but if you have a hundred finishes, it was too easy. And, yep. and the, the trick is how do we find this, this middle ground? And that's and why you have I, to keep up. You have to keep up with the improving skill of the riders and the equipment that comes along, like the tire technology that's out there now is oh. really good. And like all these things. In play. That's why hard enduro is so cool to me is because it's, it's relatively low speed most of the time. So it's all technique. It's not just like hang it out, see how fast I can go and see who's not scared the most. Right. It's more like get through this, get through this, get through this. Then you have to have 
Like the race promoter is like the wild card. You don't know where you're going. You do not get to see the course. You don't know what the obstacles are going to be. Sometimes you don't know how long the lap is going to be or where it's going to go or what time it's going to be over. <laughs> so it's just like two variables there plus all of the other stuff that can go wrong. And if you're an amateur like us and just doing it for fun, it's just like so many bad things happen to you out there. Like so many things go wrong repeatedly that you kind of just have to start laughing about it and be like, I guess I'll just start pushing or maybe yeah. I'll team up with these people and lift her bike with mine and she'll maybe help me. I hope she doesn't leave me here on the side of this hill. <laughs> you you have more adventure in like three to four hours of hard enduro racing than you do in probably a month or more of weekend riding every week. Yeah, if you're just trail riding, you'll have a few yeah. fun adventures, but if you enter a race, it's all an adventure. Like every it's so time. concentrated. Like, it's I can't incredible. believe that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I I have a little bit of remembering like stuff like you just didn't you didn't know. I remember, you know, doing the Gilles Alley and yeah. the, the this is the like word, the original hard enduro, one of the original hard original ones, yeah. yeah. And the, the first thing you do, you start at six o'clock and it's five o'clock in the morning. The first thing you do is you ride through a, like a, a waist deep river. Yeah. <laughs> Like freezing cold in France. And it's the first thing in like 20% of the people drown their bikes out. And yeah, so all they told me was like, you just got to send it through this river. Like you just, and I, I'm not good at, I'm not good at river crossings. And they're like, make sure when you line up, you line up on the uphill side and just go as fast as you can. And, you know, just splash through it, watch everybody else. And just go and, downstream and get yeah, just, I was like, okay. And, and then you did like a, It'd be like a day of six days, except it was it was done before noon, but it was a full it was a full on gnarly day. Yeah, grass tracks and everything, and that determined your start position for the night race. But like I knew it was going to be hard. I just had no idea it was going to be that hard. Yeah, because you, you just don't ride your motorcycle in these kind of places, and it really warped it warped my mind. I never tried to ride my motorcycle in places like this. Now I saw that not only could you do it, now you're supposed to. Yeah. And now, now we have to go train and and practice, and practice this. And and uh, that that's the one that really, I mean, for me, got away because I tried two times, was never able to finish it. But the two times I finished it was the one they had like three and four finishers. So it was really yeah. hard. And I was one checkpoint wow. away with with guys at the time that were the top of the game enduro riders. And we all got turned around at it. We got cut out at two checkpoints from the end. Yeah. And anybody that, well, the four guys that made those checkpoints, I spent an hour and a half in a swamp, stuck in a swamp where the, the little old lady that lived in the hut came down and helped me pull my bike. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that happens all the time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and so, it's so yeah, these, like you said, these experiences and, and, you know, get to see, you get to see places in the countries that are just super awesome. And yeah. And, uh, wow. and, and even even to see, I watched some of the videos from the from the especially the ones back east, the right. the enduros here, the the hard enduros back yes. east, and and you go, wow, they're they're making trails in this. That's cool. You know, that's, and and Joe is telling us one of the promoters back east, and this is another great example. Like they got done with the race, and he was talking to me. He goes, "Yep, we'll be out here tomorrow." And he's like, "What are you cleaning up?" He goes, "No, we're cutting new trails for next year." Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow for this race we learned a lot today yeah <laughs> we learned a lot what you guys can do today, so we've got some more spots we're going to build next year and that's it jimmy like you get that little like trigger in your head you're like i didn't think it was gonna be that hard but i can't wait to go try it again like it's not because it's not intimidating 
in a, like, I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm going to get hurt sense to me. It's, it's intimidating in a, I'm going to have to dig deep today. I'm going to have to really keep my (laughs) head on straight and I'm going to have to keep hydrating. I'm going to have to have a lot of snacks because I am going to run out of energy today at some point. And my bike skills are going to get worse than they already are, which is not good. So (laughs) you have to wait for that snowball to get big enough where you start realizing, uh oh, survival modes happening and I got to get out of here. So it's not, I just like that aspect of it. And I think it resonates with a lot of people because a lot of people are like, you guys are crazy for doing that. And I'm like, not really like, just start the race. You can pull off and go on a forest service road or back to camp at any time. You're not forced to keep going. So it really becomes like your battle. And there's people to help. Unlike when you're out trail riding with your buddies and stuff happens, but I'll, I'll tell you. So that the two things I'm noticing when I'm watching (laughs) a lot of these things is, is, uh, um, every time you guys, you know, any, it's not, and it's not you guys, it was like, Cause I know your video showed a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the, the pack, the regular guys, the guys yeah. that are around you and stuff. And so it's not just you guys, it's you guys talking and commentating, but then you get to see a whole different level. Well, number one, way too many people are watching Graham Jarvis videos <laughs> and, and they're listening and they're watching. And, and why I say listening, cause they do all the things with their throttle and their clutch. Oh, it's the throttle come right before they again. start moving. Yeah. And then it all goes haywire. Yeah. Listen to those guys. The top five guys don't spin. And if they do spin, they're spinning to get traction or warm up their tire. Mm-hmm. And then you do something very, very important before they go again, which 99% of everybody else doesn't do. And that's get their ass balanced before they take off again and (laughs) bottle control and balance is important you make it sound like that's really easy it's called traction it's traction Traction balance and and traction the two things those are the two things it sounds really easy but but man okay so number one is graham jarvis videos have wrecked have wrecked everybody because they can watch them and they go kind of think you're practicing it but you don't you're not really practicing and number two the gummy tire Holy shit! Excuse my French. Has <laughs> has that helped guys? Yes. Not only get places, but launch their bikes amazingly. They go backwards uh, now when you launch of, them. They launch <laughs> over you. You don't have to duck. It's not yeah. going to you. It goes oh, way uh, up. They shoot up in the air. They launch into trees. Yeah. Uh, they they do incredible things. And and uh, and yeah, they do. <laughs> so. They really do. The gummy tires are amazing. We ran Dunlop AT eighty one EXs most of the races um, mm-hmm. this year, uh, but we also ran some IRCs. Um, and it's cool because um, they're all different. It's like a tuning yep. thing. Like people are like, I'm running this, you know, I mean, I've actually, I've actually been doing a whole bunch of testing on gummy tires. And, and then you add the moose compound density into it and how you drill that out. And it's like, like, uh, uh you yeah. know what it is, Jimmy? It's like uh hill climbers. Like if you go to the AMA, like a pro hill climb in Billings. So Billings bet night brawl was a day after the pro hill climb. And those yeah. guys use, those guys use like, like swing arm length, and then shock pressure and like tire pressure and all these different variables to control wheel spin and power output. Cause you have to have some wheel spin or else you're not gonna have enough horsepower to get up the vertical hill climb. Right. So they, they, yeah. they like manipulate wheel spin and weight balance 
on the rear tire all the time for a hill climb race to see who can go the fastest. Cause they got to have like the right balance of wheel spin and drive. And like the, the tires on a Hardender are kind of the same way now. I mean, it looks like a lot of guys are using the same tire all the time, but I guarantee you they're messing with mooses and they're messing with different tires. Yeah. Just to, like, tires. like it, at TKO, everybody is trying to run like a dead flat tire. Yeah, it's because easy. it's so slippery. It's so slippery. There. And Turkey, Turkey looked like there was good traction in the rocks. So, totally got muddy, but when they were dry, it was just a little bit of dirt. Oh, so that's oh, that's good. that's why you want to be the first couple guys. That that's yeah. why the that's why the the top guys make it look so easy because the rocks are all dry, right? Yeah, 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 that's the only reason. <laughs> except they so there's these switchbacks that go up these mountains, right, Jimmy? You've done those like through yeah. the rock gardens, like gnarly. You like foot plant, switchback, foot plant, switchback, plant, plant, plant. And you're doing that seems like for an hour. And yep. if you look closely, by the time I get there in like 150th place, there's a line that goes across all those switchbacks, straight up it, and that's the top ten guys. Yeah, there's only they're a just, few tires. They're just flatting but but but. And they're not doing yeah. any switchbacks. And I'm like, oh. the first time I saw that, I was like, what? And we talked to Joe Nemeth. He's like, yeah, I went straight up a bunch of those. And I was like, it didn't <laughs> even cross my mind that you could. Well, the, 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 everybody yeah. else goes in there and starts spinning and they make it halfway up and then they stop and they start doing the pivot turns and, yeah. and, you know, cutting and, Dude, and, and, and the farther thing. you get back, the more wheels spin. And then it turns from a, a trail that if you didn't spin, you could actually do a couple yeah, of pivot, right. pivot turns. Mm-hmm. To to something you have to hop up stair steps. It it turns from a trail to steps. They're like yeah, and, and, obstacle. And, yeah, yeah, and then and then you know, and then they get polished and the yeah. the, the usual you yeah. know, it's the same denigration <laughs> that a trail sees when guys that you know novice riders go up an expert level trail. Yeah, is they they can't get out the bike. Yeah. But oh, everybody's watched the everybody's watched the um you know the 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 Johnny Walker video on how to do a pivot turn. Yeah. And I, I saw a guy, I saw it was on your video too. Guys pivot turned their bike a hundred and no, 360 degrees. They pivoted yeah. all the way back down yeah. right off the hill because they're becoming really tired, grabbed yeah. extra, extra I, traction. I think, we, I think we did that too. Oh, yeah. you did it too. Oh, I, saw, yeah. I, I saw a <laughs> couple of you chuck bikes into trees. My pivot turn success rate is about 50%. Like, why would you do that? The front tire to go. Well, because if, if I fall off a cliff this way and there's a rock here and my bike's got to go that way. <laughs> I got to, I got practice. You could practice some of this stuff. I, I mean, if you got in your car right now and you had a 50% success rate of driving home safely, would you do it? <laughs> no. Then, then why not? Why wouldn't we just adjust some of our. I'm, that's why I'm on the show. You're going to be oh. my official coach and sponsor of 2023 Super Hard brought to you by so, Jimmy Lewis Racing. Okay, we can work out a deal. I get that ad <laughs> in Cycle News for that adventure thing. There's, they're adventure riding and extreme endure exactly the same things. That's what there's only two things I'm into now. Right. It's, it's just like, it, what was the, what was the bike I compared to a KTM 300 Matt that we got in trouble oh, for? CRF 250 F. A lot yeah, of people on Instagram didn't like that. Has, has a very similar power band to a KTM 300 TPI bike. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's like long and smooth. You get it's that. A, I didn't talk about the insult. amount of power. It's a similar t- style of power band. TPI is <laughs> anything. If it's anything, it's smooth. Yeah. And so what bikes did you guys ride? I rode a, I rode a 300 TPI KTM. XCW. 250. They were 250s. No, no. In, in Turkey, but all season I rode a 300. Oh, oh that's right. Sorry. Yeah. All, in last, in the 22 hard enduro season, I rode a 300 TPI KTM XCW. Great bike. Lucas has an 18. Oh, 17. 
2017 XCW six days edition. He likes to tell everybody this is a six days. Six and days. He shows off his anodized triple clamp. What 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 country was that? Spain, uh, Chile, Spain. Spain, Spain, Spain. I don't remember that far back. Yeah. I have some six days. I have some six days bikes too. I I took the plastic off, so I don't know where they're from. <laughs> Lucas does. Lucas knows all the yeah, details. It's really important. Bike. But this this was not the bike we were trying to diagnose the clutch on. That was an older one. Yeah, probably. No, no it was it was this one. Yeah. This bike oh. had a core clutch, but he had something wrong in it. The guy that bought it before him did something funky with it. Yeah. And Tech Talk Taco Tuesday helped solve that problem. Uh, I don't remember. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's that ten percent error factor that I like to. <laughs> Let people know that we're uh, responsible. So we rode, we rode both rode three hundreds because everybody rides three hundred at hard enduro, right? Like you have to have a three hundred if you're a serious trail dude. You have to have a three hundred, three hundred, three hundred, three hundred. So we get to Turkey and we rent bikes from the distributor, and they only have two fifties. Lucas is a little, uh, I don't know, man. Through fifty uh, hard enduro, I did a three hundred, and I'm like, yeah. I used to ride a two fifty all the time, and I kind of like them better. I'm a weirdo, maybe. And we got them, and everybody loved them. I would it was incredible. It was 250 really, really more than the 300. Uh, I didn't think it was worse than a 300. I'll put it no, I don't think it was worse. Either. I did not miss the torque and the lugability at all. I noticed yep. a much more kind of lively mid range yep. with at least this particular bike. Um, it was, it was a ton of fun in any open section. Um, and then it didn't lack torque really. I'm sure if we were at higher elevation, like up in the mountains in the Western U S I would notice it, but in Turkey, no issues. It was slow. Like it wasn't a mid range. No, it, was a, it was like a 10, 10 to 12 mile an hour average speed race. And the yeah. last day, the fourth day was even slower. Yeah. So did, did I just, did I just make everything echo? No, you're good. <laughs> no. So it, when, it, and I noticed in your video in, in Turkey, uh, you guys were, doing a little service work and you weren't happy with your quality of rentals. I noticed the shock. That's uh that was Joe and Mesa. So they got, they, they went to Romaniacs and Joe rented a Sherco from a rental company there. And it got, he got a zero hour brand new Sherco, like SCF factory enduro bike, right. With a mechanic full service, they would take care of it when he got done. They'd help him diagnose things that he wanted to fix. And it was all dialed in. He paid like 2,500 bucks for that. I think basically for, for the whole week of, uh, Romaniacs, which is, is kind of steep, like, but good quality bike, great service, reliable with something you need for that. So they go through, somebody gets them a contact at a place to rent a bike in Turkey. Uh, they get two bikes because Mesa raced as well. She raced in the women's class and they get there and the bikes have 250, 350 hours on them. And they are like, they're pretty roached <laughs> like they're big time like they have been underwater for sure they've clearly been underwater they're pretty bad and uh yeah. joe um ends up taking a shock off and pushing on the ground and it doesn't doesn't really extend back like it's just sludge i'm sure oh wow but that was just one thing like didn't have a master link clip on the master link um it was Man, everything he went like work. the clutch cover wasn't held on right with the right bolts like it was like everything he went through but Joe managed to throw it together and, you know, he finished <laughs> like he got to the 11th checkpoint, one checkpoint away from finishing on the top of the mountain. Yeah. Like, like it's pretty impressive. Yeah. It somehow ran really well still, but it was just like everything was falling apart off of it. So 
there's a lot of stuff internationally, like totally another topic, honestly, is like, how do you get a good bike to race internationally for a decent amount of money? And and, and their advice in our episode that comes out today is basically just do your research, call the people that are doing it, and then find five other people that have done it and talk to them. Like, don't give up with one referral. Like, just find like five or six people and get really good referrals, no matter what the price is. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you you'll end up spending more money anyways. You might just get hosed. And where where did you guys get your bikes from? Uh, we rented them from the distributor, the KTM distributor in the US, in Turkey. Yeah, Sport Moto KTM. So yeah, we had Sport we got Moto. brand new bikes for the client photo brand shoot, brand new two fifties, uh, <laughs> and use them for the photo shoot, and then rented um, rented them from the same distributor for the race days. Yeah, yeah. So Joe, who's a pro and finished like at the top. Had a crappy bike, and we're all floundering around on brand new bikes. Yeah, a lot of sense. <laughs> you, you, you look, you look like a few, few dents in it. Yeah, uh, yeah it's not, it's not new anymore. <laughs> no, but Jesse, Jesse won the low damage competition. We kind of had a small competition going on who would who would do the most amount of damage to the bikes in terms of dollar value and uh jesse came out on top by like I, a couple hundred bucks i spent the le- least amount of money out of all three of us so pipe pipes are disposable on two strokes everybody knows that yeah yeah <laughs> i care what all it was pipe uh i had this replaced one brake rotor brake rotor rear brake uh pad no, not, not it was just a handful of minor stuff. I mean, Brock yeah. seized his motor, so I was way ahead of him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can, can we can we talk a little bit about Brock? Yes, we should yeah. talk about Brock. Yeah. So Brock is amazing on snow bikes. Yeah. Uh, ridiculous on snow bikes. Yeah. And the thing about snow bikes is snow is a soft. <laughs> and B, it requires a very wide open riding style. <laughs> and, yes and so so i i didn't i didn't know brock very well but uh uh climb brought him down once when we were doing a photo shoot out oh, show, yeah. shoot out in the desert for some stuff and they wanted us to do some side by side like you know two bike stuff and i told whoever was in charge i said i don't want to ride next to this guy <laughs> <It just> scares <laughs> me <laughs> i dare you and uh that's yeah. an angel and uh yeah he he nearly killed me like twice like like <laughs> like big high sides and like some crazy crazy stuff and it was like brock they're shooting photos it's not even running footage it's like like one one thousandth of a second you have to look cool <laughs> and they're i i hear rap and they're i'd look up and i'd see a bike cartwheeling out of the peripheral vision <laughs> I, really, I, I noticed he's using the same uh, techniques for extreme enduro. Brock goes fast. <laughs> can't, you can't deny that. Brock goes fast and Brock goes hard and Brock doesn't give up. That's yeah. Like yeah. That's, yeah. That's a good summary, Jesse. He kicked, he kicked my ass. So I can't really give him too much shit about any techniques that I think he's using wrong. But because Lucas, it was you and Brock last year, right? Yeah. It was him. Yeah. Last and you, year. you yep. ended up getting the better of him. Oh, just, not just not in the, the overall. I, not in the I overall. passed him on the last day, but overall results, he he beat me by a couple spots. Okay, because he had yeah. a really great beach race last year. Like he crushed it, big time. He did. He did extremely well last year. Yeah, yeah beach racing and sand or sand rocks and snow. Right. A little similarity. He's also really. He's also a really fast desert racer. Like he raced quite a bit of desert stuff. Yeah, 
air yeah. downs and stuff. And like he's got a lot of speed. He rides adventure bikes the same way. He rides them fast. Like, I, I, well, really I know. Fast. I, I yeah. was on another. I was on another <laughs> photo shoot where <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't really feel that comfortably right next to him because I just never knew when the eject button was going to come <laughs> on. But yeah. <laughs> I, and and I. I think did, did was he there when we went riding snow bikes, Jesse? That time back at Dirt Rider, the old Dirt Rider days. No, I don't think so. He wasn't one of the guys at that thing. That was a long time ago. I still remember these things. Yeah, but I don't remember who was. I don't remember names and faces. But I'll have to dig up some time memories. I don't remember. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, yeah, he's, was, he's 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 sticking it to the he's, he's an awesome he's an awesome part of the team uh there's yeah. some fun stuff coming up in the next episode where he uh repossesses a stolen helmet from some kids on a scooter that swiped lucas's <laughs> helmet from the finish of day two or day three oh. it's it's yeah. gonna be highlight of the season this is this is turkey yeah, yeah. Turkey kids yeah oh yeah the little hellion little bastards stole a helmet <laughs> off of lucas's bike and we chased, we didn't know we were chasing him, but we ran into him on the road down the mountain from the finish. Oh, it's hard to recognize a helmet, right? They had, they were like yeah. covering it up in a, oh. in a backpack, <laughs> yeah. like hiding it. And when I was like, that's a helmet. They're like, no, it's not. And we're like, mm. but you have to watch next episode to find out. Uh, so, so, yeah, they're not, episode three. so they're not coming along, sticking their fingers in your, your hands in your pockets, like trying to help you up the hill. Do you think they're trying to help no. you up the hill, but they're reaching no. your hands in the pockets, no, giving these you a were, push? These were just some kids that saw a brand new helmet sitting on a dirt bike out in the field yeah. somewhere. Like there was, there was 500 dirt bikes here that these kids got to see all day. And they're just like, mm, maybe we can take a helmet. Like, yeah. And it was my fault for parking, like on the, edge of, the off edge of the group, side. leaving my helmet on the bike. Like I did a number of things wrong. For that to happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, that could have happened in Idaho just as easy as it happened in Turkey. It wasn't anything about Turkish people. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Oh yeah. Did, okay. Or so, so what was it? What was the one? What was What do they call it? Silver King? What's the Silver King? In Silver Durham? Kings. Yeah. Okay. So at Kelp the Silver Rock. King at the end before, do they put the bikes on the trailer and drive them up the hill? That kind of stuff still? Or no, do you did a couple years there? ago, but they haven't recently. You get to ride up the hill. There's too many yeah. people. Yeah. They all ride up there. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you come, when you're, when your bike gets down to the bottom back in the pitch, your Scott steering stabilizer isn't unbolted from your bike. Or, you know, <laughs> it's up this, this, you know, nobody's like, nobody's like taking like plastic, extra plastic pieces yeah. off. It's a little different in this country. I think mostly. Yeah. 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 Sometimes. No, we, I don't think we really <laughs> saw any of the, any kind of issues like that. No, nope, we were pretty clean this year. It's yeah. just, it's just in these, in these different countries, it's definitely, I mean, having done Romaniacs, Erzberg is kind of in its own little nucleus because yeah. it's, it's, it's on so the mountain and stuff. But when you get out into the country and some of these, you know, uh, less fortunate countries and, and see, you know, like you're an alien wearing day glow colors racing by somebody who walks to school uphill both ways in the snow. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, they might have a one lunger motor inside of some vehicle. That's kind of a tractor that not only pumps the water out of the ground, but it also cultivates their crops. Yeah, exactly. Like these are the fields you're riding through and the hill climbs you're yeah. riding on. Yeah. Yeah. You look like an alien for sure. Like we had great interaction. I went by a big school and all the kids were hanging over a concrete wall trying to get oh, high. Yeah. We really came by and I gave high fives. Like I ran out of energy, like my bike, I, cause I was coasting and I was going down the road. I was like, and they're giving me such hard high fives that like I stopped. It was like a wheel of fortune wheel at the end. I was like, ding, ding. I was like, uh, I'm just going to sit down and stop. And I was just giving them like high fives. Every day. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, 
it's true. Like the hard enduros go to some amazing countries in, in rural places that these people don't have this sort of, you know, sporting influence come into their, their towns ever because it's all rural, right? You can't have an off-road hard enduro in the middle of town, even though some well, aspects. Romaniacs did. <laughs> Romaniacs put some. <laughs> actually, actually, Turkey did it on the beach. Yeah, where yeah. Was yeah. Mm-hmm. Where was I just seeing something that, uh, um, oh, they did that at the, at some of the, they've done that at some of the U.S. rounds as well. Yeah, TKO, they did uh, the prologue downtown. Yeah, yeah. which that was, a, that was a big hit. That was super yeah. cool. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, so. it's, it's just evolving. I mean, it's just, it's, it's yeah. kind of this, it reminds me a little bit of like early Supercross. It's just a spectacle. And it you is. think about when, when I was a kid, like I knew I liked motorcycles and if I could watch a whole motorcycle race in a stadium, it's like, cool. Yeah. Right. And I remember the first time I went to Enduro cross in the United States and I was blown away by just the, the fans were able to see the, the 20 things did. that they wanted to watch at an off-road race all in one spot is right. kind of what it was. And in the early Enduro cross, by the way, there was no practice. It was one, right. it was, you showed up. They didn't let you. They, I think they let us walk the track for like 20 minutes. It was in and out. Yeah. You showed yeah. up and then it was timed lap for starting position. Yep. And that, I think that's, I, I really think it's a better way to do it because now you let these guys ride around at one, you let them walk around it and they pick a line. They pick a secondary line. They've got it all figured out. Yeah. They're so good. But um, I, you know, and then the way they, they kind of mix, they're, they're, they're adjusting the racing to kind of make up for this. But you, you yeah. think about that, that, that that's what extreme enduro is bringing is this kind of, you get to see all the stuff you wonder how people did and, yeah. and how, you know, out into, into your, into your kind of playing field. Yeah. The, the promoter group, you know, um, so like the, the director, Matt Musgrave, um, he's doing a great job kind of like trying to get the clubs to incorporate more fans on the race course in places like page Arizona has UTV rentals and a map where you can just rent a UTV and drive out to all the spots. TKO obviously has a great, they have signs and like trails you can take to the different spectating points. And everybody's trying to get that spectator on the obstacle sort of thing happening to a showcase what the guys and girls are doing out there on the track, but also because the noise, like people are cheering, you could talk to them. I mean, I raced a Suron storm B electric bike at TKO this year, <laughs> completely silent. So people are like not talking when I go by and I'm like, why aren't you cheering for me? And they're like, Oh my God, sorry. Woo! And I was like, you know, I'm like, You're going to cause they, cause they, now. it's cause they, they hate it. Not only did they hate electric bikes, Jesse. Yeah. They knew who you were. Yeah, they're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Don't give that guy any extra motivation. <laughs> but it's it's awesome. Like you said, Jimmy, like it's it's a spectacle, but it's like addictive. And I know why people are into it. And I'm really glad I was right to start a video series and that Lucas would get addicted to it because I just have great ideas. And this is yeah. one of them. Well, I, I, I think I our think goal that... is like just show like what it's real. Like everybody's like, Oh, you must be really good at that. I'm like, no, I'm not good at it at all. Like I'm not good at this, but I still love it. And you don't have to be good at it either. You just have to show up. That's all you have to do. Right. And that's, that's, what's, that's, that is what's cool is that you think about it for the most part, you get to show up, sign up and yeah. be on the same course as the pros and, and yes. they adjust the course. There's a B yeah, you'll have a split gold. here and there, but your experience isn't any different. 
No. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You think you're being tortured. <laughs> yeah. You think you're going through the gnarliest thing that anybody's ever ridden a motorcycle through. Yeah. And not only that, you get such a good value. Like, I mean, all the races are affordable. Silver Kings is kind of expensive, but it's kind of a cool race. So, it's what it, it, so, right? so what, what does it cost to race? Well, I think Silver Kings was the most expensive this year. And it was like, what was it, Lucas? It was around 250 I think. Like 250 bucks for an entry fee. Wow. Yeah, um, that's other no, ones that's, were like hundred. Like this wow. okay. uh, all, the, all of the other ones were hundred. So let's just talk about what it costs to race in Europe. What did it cost to do um see the sky? It's a four-day race. It would be it would be thousand, twelve hundred bucks. Thousands. Yep. It would be thousands for sure. I mean your bike yeah, rental alone, if you got a nice bike, would be let's say two grand. Yeah. Right? But I was just thinking about just just the entry fee alone is probably at least oh. at least a grand, twelve hundred bucks. It's it's around a grand, I think, depending how early you sign up. Yeah, if you're late, it's more up, more money, obviously. Yeah. But you get to take advantage of all of the promoters and that whole club that put that races on work to put in a trail that's supposed to be like the best things they can come up with. Yeah, it's not it's not GNCC racing where it's a race course built for going fast and they kind of use the same course all the time and it kind of gets blown out here and there and the next thing. It's going to be new every time yeah. they do it, and it's like so many hours of work go into building those courses as you know from king of the motos well, it's like so mind blown you just get to show up and ride you just get to show up go on an amazing trail ride that's going to take you six hours and you're going to be exhausted and you're not going to know where you are yeah it's yeah awesome. and it's it's yeah. you know so so when you're talking like silver king being expensive at, at a few hundred bucks like king yeah. of the motos is like literally about 400 bucks yeah i remember that i think and it was bucks. it was expensive and it was because it was it was a different promoting. It was a different insurance. There was insurance involved. Yeah, right. And, and the, the only way we could justify it, you know, even it was just the time involved yeah. to get people signed up and all that. It did, I, I wasn't, I didn't make any money on this. I did more <laughs> damage to my motorcycles than I made. That's what <laughs> no, I always sure. said on, on setting these things up. But sure. There's no, there's no the, winning. The amount the, of media coverage of that was available at that event and, and the stuff that, you know, the other, the auxiliary stuff that was going on, whereas people yeah. always gave me a hard time. I'm like, look, it's, we're not trying to rip you off. We're trying to give you a value and it's up to you to kind of. Take it all kind of, it all goes to the same effort. If you're into it, like, I don't know if anybody watched like the sky pixel media guys did a recap of each hard enduro around this year, like the pro version, like, sort of a Red Bull hard lines documentary style, you know, nice voiceover, amazing drone footage, amazing professional footage. That team is really good at making the polished like recap video or race series video. They have one out for every round and they're fantastic. And your entry fee is going to that to get the sport to go a little better probably, right? Because each promoter pays for that. Um, yep. That And we definitely didn't want super hard to be anything like that because those like Tristan Hart and, <laughs> you know, you know, all those people that are doing those things. Hey, are gonna you, be, you're, uh, you, you work for this thing called cycle news. And I remember yeah, when I was growing up rating, racing 80 novice at Indian dunes and I'd yeah. wait till Wednesday and cycle news would show up and I would peel it open to see if they mentioned my name in the article. And yep. maybe just maybe I got a picture, you know, from be the best 80, ever. 80 novice, you'd get a picture in cycle news and yep. you just, you just never knew what it was, but it's just, it's that same sort of thing going. And yeah. it's cool that you guys are, like I said, I was pretty stoked to see. I, I was, I was horrified because I'm sitting there trying to coach every rider that's, <laughs> that's doing everything wrong. It, 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 I'm like, dude, just, Oh God, no. Don't do that. 
this is what I see every time, but you're, you're showing a lot of different people. And, and so yeah. they're getting there, they're getting a little bit of moment of glory and moment of fame. And hopefully it's, you know, that, that those, that those writers also share this and let people know. And that's why yeah. I kind of wanted to, to bring some attention to it, to, oh, thank you. to, to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably trying to get a free ad in cycle news is really what I'm trying to do, Jesse. Well, so we're going to have to talk about that offline. You're almost you know, there. And, I'm, and I'm trying to keep promoting my, uh, by the way, this show is brought to you by Climb. I didn't use any <laughs> Climb products except for this shirt. Yeah, I wore Climb uh, today. Uh, so I did wear Climb today. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you, did you ride? Oh, yeah. I took that 250FX and was uh, playing with maps. That's a Yamaha YZ250FX, quite possibly yeah. the best off-road 254-stroke going. Uh, Yamaha, you want to uh, learn about, visit the Victory Circle, Victory Lane, Victory, Victory Zone. Zone. Yeah, Victory something or other. If you guys, I'm thinking if you guys would have been riding Yamahas, mm-hmm. other than having to kickstart them, you would have entered the Victory Zone. I would gladly ride a Yamaha. I just wouldn't finish. Like, I I stall a Well, lot. So just to figure it out, you need to visit YamahaMotorsports.com to enter the victory zone tomorrow. I just had a great experience on Yamaha's. We just did our first couple of days of our 250F shootout for the YZ250F. So I know how great Yamaha product is. Well, that's like motocross. Motocross dirt bike. You still yeah. do that? Yeah, I'm not good at it either. <laughs> hey, last motocross uh, intro I was at, it, it didn't go well for me, so. Oh no. I'm still okay at it. I just only do it twice a year and then I feel good. <laughs> it does make you feel good. <laughs> so anyways, we are going to roll into a commercial break here real soon. Uh, but before, before we go, um, we're going to come back and we're going to do rooster endo. You guys saw Copy the su- su- submit uh, the submittals for, yep, for that. I'm going to study up. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't need to study too much. Matt will read off what it is. We'll just, you know, talk about the photo, put it up on the screen. We'll talk about the photo. Yeah, it's just so you have something to, to look at. As long as so, it's judging people, I'll be good at it. So before we go, before we go, I want to know each of you, which was your favorite race? Uh, Jesse? Geez, this is hard. I mean, it's going to be hard to beat flying halfway around the world to race hard enduro. Like for somebody who's not good at it. And like, <laughs> like it's, it's true. Like see this guy, like it, like the beach race, I didn't enjoy that much because it was just brutal. And like, I wasn't good there. And like, I was just smoked, but each day I raced in the mountains. I couldn't believe we were riding there. It's it's like Yosemite or Yellowstone National Park or Glacial Glacier Glacier National Park with the rules of like inland Baja, Mexico. Like you can ride. They put the race course on hiking trails, and the hikers are like, "Hey, man, I love your bike. That's cool. Is that a Husqvarna? I have one at home in France." And you're like, are you sure "You're cool with me." And we're riding down a riverbed. That's it's just a river in a national park. Like it's not like an abandoned river next to a coal mine next to an yeah. asbestos pile and <laughs> right in a national park. There's yeah. people right. in a restaurant eating next to you, and you're racing your two-stroke dirt bike through it. So that's I mean, as far as my hard enduro experiences go, it's hard to beat Sea to Sky. I mean, it's four days of racing, you're in epic terrain, it's it's a different part of the world. Like hey, sure. stop it because you're making me want to go. <laughs> it was crazy, <laughs> really making me want to go. Crazy experience. There's- there's a reason why their slogan is the most enjoyable hard enduro. And yeah. last year when we were there, we had no context whatsoever. We were mm-hmm. like, this is the hardest thing ever. This is crazy. <laughs> and, and now is. having done the West Coast rounds of the U.S. series and TKO, 
now we can come to it with a bit of context and you really appreciate kind of the racing schedule they have set up, how the trails go, how difficulty right. elevates throughout those four racing days. Yeah. And you really do appreciate how enjoyable it is. Like it's it, hard, it is, it's real it racing, is, but it it's also kind of not a, just a torture fest. And it is kind of unfair giving that one like your favorite race. Cause it's so, okay. Let's, let's just quickly, before we go yeah. to, to break a uh, U.S. based race, what was the best one? I mean, I would say like a toss up between TKO and is Sean paying you to say that? No, I'll call him right now. I think because <laughs> it's so professionally done. All the races start on time. There's an organized timing system. You, the routes are very good. There's a, you know, escape route all over the place if you need one. Like, just an amazing place to do a race. Yep. So TKO is hard to beat. Lucas, go. Uh, I'm going to put a gamble on Silver Kings. Yeah. I think they have a lot of potential. I think this first right. year they had such limited resources to knock that first year out. Um, but everything we saw kind of bodes really, really well for the future. So I, I'm going to put my money on Silver Kings. Yeah, I, I, Silver Kings going to be up there. I drove by Silver Kings. I was driving across country once, and I drove by there when that race was going on. I'm like, it looks like a motorcycle race. So I pulled off the highway and went back there, uh, got a lift, uh, took a lift oh, up there ticket. Yeah. in my flip-flops. <laughs> Yeah, I was up there and I was riding guys' bikes up this gnarly rocky section. <laughs> and I'm like, because it was an extreme draw. I'm like, this is cool. Yeah, <laughs> ran into Jason Donners and and a couple other guys that I used to oh, yeah, you know, yeah. ride with back in the days. Kids now really fast and it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a pinnacle race in the U.S. for sure. That for sure they have for the sure. thing for it. So, yep. hey Matt, we're gonna go ahead and uh, take a little commercial break here. All right, we'll be right back. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty. And we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. And we're back. Hey, thank you to all of our sponsors. Of course, um, you're getting this show on the internet somehow for free and you know what you get for free, right? Nothing or bad advice. <laughs> so, um, we usually tell you, yeah, we usually tell you how to this in this show, we do not talk about racing at all. And so obviously 
what are you guys are doing is not really racing. I wouldn't say so. <laughs> super hard it's participation. It's casual Part- participation. Super hard. This is this is a couple of regular dudes. Although you're industry dudes, um, and this is why you're industry dudes because you're trying to support your bad habit of going riding motorcycles. And you found a really cool way to do it. Then the series called Super Hard, where you're regular dudes going riding hard enduro and explaining to everybody how it is. So uh, first hour of the show, we spent talking about all these uh, different events. And both Jesse and Lucas said, you want to watch the series. Start with the first one because it builds you up definitely for the second one. And you get to see the progression because I noticed in in the second one, I saw some uh, uh, some experience. You oh, know, yeah. you, you you knew what to, a little bit what to look at on your bikes when you're talking about your bikes. You had a little more strategy going in. Definitely. So, so you're we'll call it you're doing super hard, but you're medium experienced. Yes, definitely. You learn a lot quickly racing a hard enduro. Yes. It's a, a trial by fire. So, yeah, I think we're getting better at prepping. I think we're getting better at expecting, you know, obstacles and how to get over some stuff. I'm not getting that much better at finishing. Like my placement's not getting much better, but I think it, I think it'll turn around in the next year. I think 23 is my year. Yeah. It's a building year, Jesse. It's a building year. <laughs> you know, I'm racing the 45 plus class. And I don't know if you know much about that, but it's a highly competitive class. People like Destry Abbott did not race this year because he was scared probably because I was in it. Uh, Dan Hayakawa, his best friend in Arizona. Won the championship last year. Interestingly, I raced this year. He doesn't race the whole series. And I come back. Of <laughs> a coincidence. So uh, I think I think Destry's coming back next year. To if I came, well, Destry was good at going fast. If it came to hard and draw, I could spank him. That's why I think I got him covered. Like like this. I think we got him covered. <laughs> we got him, Jimmy. I'm you really have- good. I'm really good at. I, I was called the fastest slow bike rider in the world, but then. Hmm. I rode some of the fastest bikes in the world and I was okay at it, but when I yeah. needed to make my fast bike go slow, I'm really good at that too. Wow. It's, it's this weird, um, it's kind of a lattice of coincidence is what you like could to be a, a, an honorary member of our super hard amateur race team. You should look at that acronym sometime at some round <laughs> in the future if you'd be interested. Do you, you know what, that's what you should do. You should get a guest spot. With the, with the I had this idea. Okay, so get a guest spot, invite me. Yes. As long as it doesn't cost me that much and I have the free time, I'm, I'm going. We'll and I'll write. The I'll write, Jesse. I'll write anything. We'll give you the factory treatment, man. We got yeah, yeah. full factory. That's all it is. Fake fake factory. Factory. Yeah, factory. Yeah. I I, nice. I I have I have a lot of bikes. I have different things. I I, I, I know we'll have I know a factory race bike ready for you. Actually, I can even help you with setup if you if you really want to get into like you know like whatever little, that is. I'll try it. There's some there's some little tricks with the extreme enduro. Remember, you didn't go to Romaniacs the year that I went no. with the, that. How yeah, they didn't go to that one. No, I've never been to Romaniacs. Okay. So, but you were at, you were at Erzberg. Yeah, I was at Erzberg twice. You saw, you saw how I could beat all the KTMs up the hill on a gas gas. You did that on the red goat. Yeah, the gas Race gas. Team. Yep. Yeah. A gobe stall. I was on with, you know, so Manny, uh, uh, Bettler's dad. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. We were on the gas gas team together. He has a couple no. cameos in super hard this year. We saw him at Walmart. It's oh, true. really? Yeah. Yeah. He was there shopping. We were trying to copy his, his 
nutritional habits. Yeah, in Tennessee, yeah. we walked into we walked in. And I was like, oh, that's Latin Bicla. That's like bad <laughs> Latin Bicla, not Manny. No, yeah, yeah. it's like the Latin Bicla. Letty. Yeah. Yep. The real Letty. Yeah, the real Letty. <laughs> so we're like poaching, filming him. I was like, there he is. Let's see what he gets for food. He's looking at all the food at Walmart. He's just like, looks at us. He's like, this is all crap. And we're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> he was my gas gas teammate. Yeah. He's, at he's at Erzberg. We were like the we're the anti KTM thing. It was really, it was really because, because I also, the other reason I was there and you know this, because we were there doing a BMW yeah. press intro or were you doing a KTM press intro? I did I was the, doing a BMW one. So I did the KTM 950 super enduro press intro and you were still part of the BMW. Oh, I was a BMW factory rider. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You raced HP two factory rally bike up the prologue course. Right. And I raced the 950 super enduro up the prologue course for the twin cylinder class they had. Right. Um, and I remember I have, the, I have the, the, the trophy, the trophies up on yeah. my, this is one of the ones I have the iron mountain. I should have, I uh, still have and to this day, the fastest time up that mountain. Cool. Like still, you remember I got disqualified because the next day my bike blew up. Oh, and they said, oh, you got to finish it both days. You, you, you had to finish within 10% of your time. Oh, that's right. You have to have two and, runs within 10%. In my time, I, I was, I was ahead by like, I was like 13 seconds or something. It's still a fat. They actually slowed it down. I mean, cause we were going so stinking fast. Yeah, they should have, because I remember um, Giovanni Sala was on the 950 super enduro and he was going way too fast. <laughs> and I beat him. Steamo Kersey yeah. was on your team. Yep. Well, they, that was, that was the thing is the first day I went up that. And I, when I came back down the mountain, I was like literally shaking. Cause I'm like, I, I did like a, because it's like Pike's Peak, you push yeah. the limits. There's no, and I did it. I came back road, down. Though. I mm. rode back down. I came back, and I I literally had to park the bike in the BMW pits and walk over and grab my gas gas because I had to get the two stroke and race it up to qualify for the hair scrambles. Yeah, and I remember coming down and I told my engineer guys and the teams guys, I said, I said, you cannot go faster than this up that mountain. I I win. And you know, the times took a little while and they're like, they're like, Oh, I'm like, yeah. And I'm still shaking. Cause it was like, it was gnarly. Sketchy. And then I went up on the two stroke and it was like, I, I could have smoked a cigarette while I was riding that (laughs) gas gas two stroke going up there. But my gas gas had a six speed and the right gearing. And I was like 12 or 15 seconds faster than the, than all the other two strokes going up the mountain. So front row start is all I wanted. I mean, cause the top 15 were all on twin cylinder bikes, but oh, none right, of those yeah. guys were going to actually ride the hair scrambles. Yeah. Right. I wanted to do it on the HP two. I told them I wanted to do it. And they're like, no, it looked bad. Cause we know the bike will not finish. And I'm like, yeah, but it'd be cool. And then the next year they were begging me to, 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 to ride it. Actually SEMO tried it, but yeah, I'm like, no, a couple of checkpoints. Yeah. Cause I wanted to, after that, I got addicted to, to, I want to, I want to do better, you know, cause I finished, that first year I finished like, I don't know, what 15th or something or third, I, I don't remember, but the tough. two times I've done Erzberg, I've managed to, to finish that route, that, that race, but I was, I was there for other kind of for BMW reasons, but yeah, for real work. Yeah. For, it, <laughs> was, real it was, yeah. It wasn't my dirt rider job. It was your that, real job. That's that why you had me. You didn't have to do your job then. Yeah. I had you go do the job. Yeah. You and Jaunty got really good photos. You Dude, got yeah. pictures. You got pictures of me really pissed off when that South African guy dropped his bike on my bike when I could have had a top 10 finish. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah. Good fun. So, Hard Enduro does that, man. Yeah. Great stories every time we race one. There's some it, dumb stories when we get done. Is is that what lit the fire? Yeah. Erzberg. Well, I mean, I never really thought I would ever race Erzberg because like it just looks insane to me because all you do is you watch the pros. And you're are like, you gonna oh, are you gonna try? Super hard. I would do a super hard episode at Erzberg for sure. I I would do I would take super hard anywhere because I know the formula now is is showing the fun of the race and the prep and getting there and the adventure and like trying to hopefully just keep informing people that you can do it. That's why we started is to show people that they can do it. Like do it. Sign the, up. the process to get to that start line isn't that complex and you can do it too to lower that fear barrier. Cause people before, if they were like me, they were enthusiastic fans who kind of saw it as this unattainable, unreachable activity because it's so crazy what you see the pros doing. Yeah. And once, once I got into it and tried it uh, through work, I realized how accessible it was. It was like, wow, this is something that you can just kind of sign up and do it. And people mm-hmm. aren't actually as good as you think they are. Like yeah. you're not as bad as you think they are. Yeah. So you show up and it's just the same people that you ride trails with, but they're all just in the race course. Yeah. Lucas, um, what was, so, what was, what was your racing background previous to doing this? <laughs> Zero. Zero. <laughs> that, that's, that's kind not of what even, I thought. Yeah. Not even much dirt bike background. Like I started really riding single track when I moved to Idaho to work for client. Um, and then in 2021, I did like two races. I tried Idaho city 100 just to try something. And then I did silver mountain. And then all of a sudden we got thrown into sea to sky Turkey. Um, and that's what was like we mentioned earlier in the show. That was the catalyst for super hard. Right. And, and so, Jesse and Jesse, for those that don't know, he was a, he was a, a Montana moto head. Yeah. Which, which is a great combination. It, yeah. Is. It doesn't, it's not a lot of Montana motocross, but I, when he came down and started working for dirt ride, working for dirt rider, he had the opportunity to do a lot of different stuff. And we did that. Yes. We did a series there. What were we, we were riding pros bikes kind yeah. of a thing. We'd go to different disciplines of racing and ride yeah. pros bikes. And you took the reins on that one. Yeah. I kind of like my first cool off-road racing experience at dirt rider, like as fortunate as I was to be able to ride a lot of fun off-road just with Jimmy, like, you know, on your trails and your friends and stuff like that. But like when we started doing some race stuff, um, like I just rolled up to a GNCC and Jaunty was there again from Erzberg and we're walking around the pits. He's like, you should race today. And I was like, yeah, I should race today. And he's like, there's David Knight. Let's go ask him if we can race his bike. And I was like, <laughs> Are you sure? He's like, I don't know. And like, David, can Jesse race one of your practice bikes? And Auntie was there from KTM, and Auntie goes, Yeah, he's his enduro cross practice bikes. There, it's basically the same thing. It's just, you know, softer suspension. So I got to race a David Knight bike at a GNCC in Indiana, and I was just like, <laughs> Oh, this is great! I should do this. I should do this more often. Yeah. <laughs> and it was and, great. And, and I got hooked on off road for sure. And you know, motocross is great, and I still love it. But like off road's definitely where it's at. Yeah. And here, here we are now. We, now we've got the super hard series where yep. you guys are kind of doing it, taking it to the next level, showing what the amateur guys uh, go through. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't quit. Just keep going. Yeah. If there's any takeaway we want anybody to have from this, if it isn't clear yet, it's that they should all try their yes. bike racing. Of any kind. We're doing hard enduro now, but just try, you're gonna just do try something. Up. And, and Lucas, by the way, they should wear climb gear. When they're doing, oh, yeah, of course, Obviously. yeah, because if you if you want to have the best, most comfortable, longest lasting, most durable gear, and I've been wearing Climb gear for a long time. Jesse, were you there when I picked it as product of the year? 
Yeah, I shot the photo of you pushing a hand truck down Wilshire Boulevard. No, I was riding on the hand truck. You like were skateboarding on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was With like a push gear. cart for because our office in LA. It was a last minute thing. I just started wearing this gear and it was like, dude, we're doing product of the year things. And I'm like, oh man. I like and, these I, and I take pants. I take that stuff serious. I mean, when I was going to tell you what I thought was product of the year, I'm like, that's mm, yeah, a real you thing. Know, yeah, it was it wasn't just like which advertiser pulled the most strings or all this stuff like that. It's like I'm just gonna go, oh, Dunlop tire or, or this or whatever. It was it was like I've been wearing this climb gear. It's kind of weird. It's these guys from Idaho that make like snowmobile stuff or something, but they have they're like because we went through the baggy pants revolution and all <laughs> those were it was it was function. Then it went to fashion because everybody in Krusty Demons was wearing baggy. And then somehow, you know, and Lucas, I say your predecessors and John's still there, but yeah. those guys figured out how to make like some technical stuff that really worked in a lot of different ways. Wasn't flashy at all. It was That's just it. durable and good. And, and and I remember, and this is why you had to shoot that photo on Wilshire Boulevard of me in a truck cart. Cause I was thinking of like, what? Like, I'm like, shoot that climb gear that I've been wearing. That's the coolest stuff. I, and I just realized that's what I was using the most of, you know, yeah. when I go riding, this was, I wasn't wearing photo gear for photos, which I had brand new gear and stacks all around. It was like, this is the stuff I was putting on. And I, and it wasn't perfect, but I remember riding in this stuff and it was just had the pockets in the right place. It was kept my shit out of my boots. It yep. was good. It was durable as hell. Like I could tear through pants jerseys. I'm pretty good at, but, and then, and it was like, Oh, this, so we, I threw it on. We went down the street, got a cart from the mailroom. I pushed like a skateboard. Jesse shot a photo. Okay. Here's my mm -hmm. product of the year. <laughs> now let's go riding. <laughs> yeah. Like let's We're get the hell out of, let's get off the hell out of Wilshire, Wilshire Boulevard. Yeah. I remember, I remember those guys, they were like, they were like, and they're like, really it's product of the year. And I'm like, yeah, really it's good. And, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it could be better this way. And they were really receptive yeah. to, to, to you know to changes and just little updates and stuff and it's been that way ever since and i mean if i can't totally destroy it in a hardened enduro race it's pretty good after yeah. how many times i hit the ground in the awkwardest places you can and what are you what are you wearing when we're you're doing in xe light yeah oh come on no dakar stuff no over the boot stuff for me bro <laughs> sorry no, no dakar in the my boot. foot pegs oh no it's too it's the XE light is so like just lightweight, right? And yeah. it still has a pocket because we film everything ourselves yeah. with our phones and GoPros. So I have to have a phone with me to film. <laughs> right. So <laughs> the pocket is very essential there. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. Uh, there's a there's like an outline of my phone on the pocket from grinding straight down the like <laughs> like rock trail at Grinding Stone, hard enduro for like 300 yards. And it just, just yeah. didn't, didn't wear a hole in the pants. Just made a nice little like outline of my phone on it. <laughs> I'm still, I still, I still like the Dakar for the vents and the more durability, even That's though, even though, I, even though I may have a hookup and I could get a lot of it, I don't care. I just, I just want to have my comfortable pair of pants and my, my Jersey that I know, and my jacket that I know, and I have my setup and it's not probably the setup for everybody, but it's, you know, like, like yeah. you, you race quote race guys, 
No, oh, yeah. wear your your XC. I gotta look flashy out there. Hey, wait till you see the new. Stuff. Yeah, we just want it to be as light as possible because you're. <laughs> yeah, I carry it. Yeah, enough. that's true. Because I'm picking up my bike and flipping it over my body often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. often, often. So, anyways, yeah. Shout out to Climb for uh, supporting yeah, for sure. uh, this podcast and my stupid adventures <laughs> in general. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jesse, you know, and and just uh, you know, non disclosure, they support this show. Jesse used to work there. That's the mm-hmm. reason that Dirt Rider magazine went downhill because he, he left Dirt Rider to go work for Climb. And then when did. when Jesse quit Climb because he's a quitter, does he do this <laughs> in the extreme enduros? No. He doesn't no, quit extreme enduros? Obviously. Uh, let's okay. Because okay. when he quit, you got your job, right, Lucas? It was a long time after it was that. it was a couple years after Jesse left. Yeah. That I joined. <laughs> yeah. I haven't actually quit. A hard enduro yet but i have laid down and taken a small nap <laughs> that's i i i did i did a, a wait hey you gotta round whoops i've gotta quit hitting the table <laughs> you, you've got a round in hawaii this year i know like learn that's to take your clothes gnarly. learn to take your clothes off really quick i'm like i don't know how we're like, gonna pull our sponsors together i almost, to hawaii, I almost but, won yeah, I, <laughs> I almost won the Kawhi hair and hound Really, and and I spent twenty minutes sitting in my underwear with another guy in the in the forest. <laughs> we both took our clothes off because it was so that hot. hot. It was that gnarly. Brutal. And Matt, this wasn't on my grinder account or for any sort of grinder promotion. <laughs> it's just something. It was necessary at the time. It happened, and and when there I when was. I did it, the guy that was next to goes, "That's a really good idea." <laughs> <laughs> that's how it always starts jimmy and and then and then and then here's how my my Slippery here's slope. and here's here's the problem is that my 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 job preservation i worked at dirt rider magazine i was testing a bike i hadn't seen my photographer all day long and then i'm riding up this muddy canyon that was a river and i'm just a few hundred yards i can see the finish line and i realize. I see my photographer. I need to get some photos. So I popped some willies and I did some little, uh, you know, the, the photo modeling bullshit <laughs> oh, and rode right underneath the checkpoint that I didn't stop and pull the clip from. Oh no. And, and so I had the exact same amount of clip of checkpoints as everybody that finished in front of me. But until then I would have had one more. If I would have pulled that, I would overall the stick and a drill, but in the name of job preservation, I got a good photo and missed a checkpoint. I think Sean Finley, who's my partner at Cycle News, could tell you that I would never put my job in front of a race finish. Oh, <laughs> huh. that's that's why I was such the model employee there. I will fight. I will. That's why when he that's Cycle that's News why when he left, I got fired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will sell Cycle News on the side of the trail if it lets me beat Lucas. Oh, so who has a better finishing record? Oh, Lucas is kicking my butt. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. On a good streak here. And he races yeah. in the A class, and I race in the 45. And a lot of times they put the 45 with the Bs and Cs and other classes on the course splits. And uh-huh. they'll make the A's ride the pro lines. You know what this is? Yeah. You know what it is? Mm-hmm. I'm, what is I'm making it's the Excusatron. 
Oh, I'm take it and you you wind it up like kind of like a top. No, it's the opposite of excuse. I should be beating him because I'm riding an easier course. Oh, I thought you were gonna say, oh, since after I with these B riders and I get stuck behind them. I'll I'll get you the little violin too that goes along the excusatron and violin. They come as no. I get in bottlenecks, but I'm not one of the guys that blames my race finish on being in a bottleneck. (laughs) Because like, if you're in a bottleneck, like. You're okay so <laughs> so uh we're gonna we're gonna make sure we have the links to the youtube series on yep. our website you can check that out i suggest you watch them they're kind of fun you know go to cycle news youtube channel if, first if if you're wasting your time watching this you can definitely waste more time by watching that yes um, for sure i i i did a little binge dive into it last night i'm not going to Kid, I'd seen I'd seen little snippets because I only have you know, small amounts of time. But I, I, you know how when people watch political shows <laughs> and they yell at the TV, <laughs> there there was a significant amount of coaching that was wasted at at my TV screen when, <laughs> when I was watching these things. Just take notes so, next time and send them to me. Yeah, that's extra work. I you know, I, I got it. I got to do tile or something like that. It's my You're day have job. To so, earn your spot on the super hard amateur race team. Jimmy, well, I'm not an amateur. I'm a, I'm a old, I'm an old pro. I can ride 45 plus Jesse. We, oh, we have, compete. we have pros in our amateur race team. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, that's true. It's a thing. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can do 45 plus. I qualify. I don't train anymore at all. There's no training. It's just the, it's the Jimbo program, which, Perfect. you know, it might be, you know, a little, Something smooth as silk. The funny thing is I don't get tired when I ride, even when I go, actually, oh, you got to come out. I've got to, I, I, I forgot about this a couple of weeks ago. I was going to post on the, the grams of instant or something, the Twitter space. I was going to post something because I couldn't decide whether the reason uh, well, I go riding places. I go riding because I don't have any friends, or I don't have any <laughs> friends because of the places that I go riding. This sounds like a training opportunity. I've got a, I've got a canyon. I've got, a, I've got a little zone that I want to make. In, I want to build a trail, yes. and I made it like nine tenths of the way up one thing, and it's just going to require some rock bars and a couple other stuff. But it's nice. close to my place, out in the, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I was testing some extreme enduro tires and Ooh, extremely enduro them. Was this <laughs> the enduro that you were trying to invite me on? No, okay. no, that was Monkey Crow. You, oh, that's cool. You should do that. Yeah, we did yeah. Monkey Crow last weekend. We we had the very first ever Monkey Crow hair scrambles at the A frame. Ooh, dude, the course was insane. It was it was like two inches of snow, wet dirt this. underneath. I don't want to hear this. Yeah. So, and then Jealous. we, and then we did, and then we did like a hundred miles and it was some of the best riding I've ever, I mean, I always say top 10, but it was pretty damn close. It was good. Nice. Well, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Good times. So we're, we're going to segue into this section that we have. This is our, one of our favorites on a tech talk taco Tuesday, where we talk about other people's motorcycles. <laughs> I, oh good i talk about lucas's all the time i don't like talking about you should have submitted one lucas we could have slipped it in oh, even yeah. though we have a very strict standard for how the the entries come in and XR when we present them l 
that was I thought he, I thought I kind of thought he was a KLR 650 guy. It's close. That was my first bike was a KLR 650. Okay, I knew this. 87. Then why would you need any more any other bike? Yeah, why did you change? I have to see this guy. Good for me. I have a video. I have a video. I need. It's like I I need a video editor to to edit the videos I have. But I have a KLR 650 video that's that could approach on epic because it really gets the essence of the new bike, the new KLR 650. It's exactly the same as the old one. It's just fuel injected. I could introduce you to Ian House, who edits our super hard series. He's multi-talented. He should not be wasting his time with us, but he does. Because Dirt, <laughs> dirt Bike yeah. tests at least 10% more viewers than whatever. Probably. It, it grow. <laughs> hey, did you ever notice how a KLR is just magnetically attracted to milk crates? Mm-hmm. I was doing Love 70 them. miles an hour down a road in Death Valley, and my KLR just hit the brakes automatically and pulled over because there was an old milk crate that broke. It, it must have been run over or crushed and it pulled over and turned around and went back. And we had a moment with the milk crate because I had the stock Kawasaki luggage, which is just, you know, Ooh. just standard issue luggage. But uh, anyways, okay, Matt, are we ready for rooster endo? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. This is a there's segment- actually a rooster endo submission that uh, I think the, the super hard guys are going to, going to enjoy. Oh, okay. Good. That's, so. that's good. So this is a segment brought to you by Takamoto. That's takomoto.co. If you need anything, especially for your like emissions compliant KTMs, they have stuff for Honda Sierra 450Ls, all this stuff. They have lots of goodies for your dirt bike. And the winner of this segment is going to get a $100 gift certificate from takomoto.co. And we're going to let uh, both Jesse and Lucas uh, decide. Since two of them, they'll, they'll argue it out. They can choose their best. Matt, we'll just try to influence them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll try to influence them like we uh, are influencers okay. on the Instagrams. All right. <laughs> Can't influence an influencer. So have you, do you guys have your sheet up or are you watching on a different feed? Cause Matt's going to pop up the sheets that we see and Hold Matt, on. let us know if anybody's making any comments. All right. This works. So. Nothing, nothing. Just, uh, Jason Abbott saying he wants to go on these adventures. Jason oh. is welcome. No, no, Jason. Like, look, Jason, I, I get to go first. I brought him on my podcast and I want I want to get, try a super hard before you try a super hard. Just like <laughs> the super hard amateur race team has a strict application policy. It will be posted soon, as soon as we make it up. Okay. All it right. sounds like all the work you did at Dirt Rider. It'll be done soon. <laughs> It'll be done like right after soon. deadline. Oh, this is still happening in my current job. <laughs> oh, deadlines? <laughs> yeah. That's why I quit. Also, Kit Palmer, I'm sorry I didn't get the story done today. It might be done tomorrow. Okay, Matt, throw it up there. What do we got? All right, so this one's from Jacob May. This is a 2018 KTM 450 EXCF six days. Six days. Easy win. Easy win with <laughs> six days. Jeez. Oh, we got we got some uh, extra mods done to this thing. So conflict tune oh, suspension, yeah. golden tires, Baja Designs headlight and moto minded mount, Cycra Pro Band handguards, bull, bulletproof design radiator guards. BRP like that sub mount and Scott skate uh, stabilizer seat concept choices. seat great choice molecule skid plate Lucas Taco has a molecule on his yeah <laughs> nice uh Takamoto get ECU best mm. dual sport end cap Jimmy Lewis trained rider Ooh. and he's looking to try out some flex bars if he wins 
Well, uh, oh, man, that's, last Friday, that's, last that's, Friday. that's laying it super fat on the, yeah, on really, the, yeah. read the Jimmy Lewis podcast sponsor list before he made his submission, but he's got the photos to prove it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm some sweet. Looks like some, I don't know where that is. It could it's wet. So I'm just going to guess it's Pacific North PNW. Yeah. Pacific yeah, right? Northwest. PNW, I, little green stuff, but it's probably just Nevada in the winter. I don't know. Uh, no, because our uh, dirt sucks up the water right away. I, yeah, I, I am. Our mud's pretty, pretty clay-like. I mean, I have a 2013 500EXT that I still own, and it has like 80% of these things on it, honestly. I don't so have the skid plate. I don't have that specific bulletproof radiator guard. Hey, but by the way, bulletproof designs... By the way, just so you know, Bulletproof Designs has yeah. all the new stuff for the 2023s for these oh, bikes in go. stock, ready to ship. Just uh, just a quick thing. Uh, I'm looking at looking closely at that bike, and I'm I'm trying to find some faults with it. And I can't. I mean, it's got a stock exhaust on it, which I like. If you got that ECU tune, stock exhaust, you're still quiet, relatively quiet. Right. You're being pretty smart. The bike's not going to run like a crazy wild animal. Sounds sounds good. I'm I'm, I'm not That's good. Not. Here's a here's a problem that some of your listeners might have. He doesn't have new graphics. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or, here's, here's, this this is a good this is a good thing you brought up. This is where me and you differed. This is where me and you differed quite heavily. By the Lucas, way, Lucas, Lucas, how has my graphics been this year? Uh, your graphics have been great. Even solid. I think we're on the same sticker. graphic program. Pretty yeah, custom, like one, fake three stickers every race. One or two stickers. stickers. Yeah, yeah. So I I remember there was a section on your thing about you're getting graphics built for your bikes, like hey, in Turkey, while you're in Turkey. That's not us. That's climb corporate pulling those strings, man. We're not in charge of that. You know, you yeah. used to be all about the stickers. I I I could I care like le- I could care less about the stickers, and you were like, dude, we need to get graphics for that bike. I'm like. Uh, oh, I mean, man. I do like stickers, but now I've moved on to snacks. Now I just like snacks oh. and stickers. Meh. But hey, what's, what's, so Jesse used to be a sticker guy, huh? Yeah, he was. Well, he he was always more worried about how it looked than how it worked. Yeah, because he, he didn't really know how it worked. It was just new since Which it was. Kind of explains you, my writing skill too. If you if you came from Montana, you go down to Southern California. Like there's a lot of bling oh, and then there's and then everything there's, you ever dreamed about. And then there's space. a lot of new stuff that just shows up like new parts and products. And like he couldn't bolt them on fast enough and nor did he care how they worked, but it was just new. It was blingy. It knew it went on, but the stickers were very important. And for a while, I, I was one of these guys. Sticker face. Yeah, I, it was just such a pain. They asked to put new stickers on everything well, all the time. New, new numbers, new graphics. graphics. I, have, I had numbers on my EXC too that never went on a ratio. Okay, Matt, <laughs> I'm really curious about that. I need to see that radiator shroud up close. Does he have like a little Seattle Seahawks logo on that thing? Or no, it's a raccoon. Uh, it's, it really? it's a raccoon. Like a this is this raccoon. is the determining factor for me. What's it's pretty cool? He probably it has does look like a raccoon. It is it's, definitely a raccoon. I can't see it. Yeah, it's, yeah a, it's, it's like a, a it's a raccoon. It's a raccoon. He's got a little raccoon there. That's funny. Yeah. Or is it like a little wolf? No, it's a raccoon. Yeah, a raccoon for sure. It's a raccoon. Yeah. So yeah. that makes me think he might be in the south now. That yeah, could be. 
could be done. Anyway, his location is irrelevant because his bike is fantastic. It's cool. I agree. Oh, yeah, roost. it's a roost. Roost. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Don't I mean, agree. Hey, Don't remember those. Matt, remember those kids that we used to have that worked for us? Like, uh, well, you can't call it work when it's slave labor, but they used to build like things that we used to stick on the, we take the pictures and stick them on the thing. Make sure you print yeah. these out and then get one of those kids to come back. Cause I know I scared <laughs> them all away so we yeah. can add them to our collection. Just right. I think, I think he only scared one of them away. So I think they'll come. Oh, the other one, back. the other one's worried because I, Either I completely screwed it up when I put his motor back together and I didn't put an O-ring in and it's leaking or he's jacked up and he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. So, well, yeah, let's, but they had, they, they all moved out. They moved out of the small town and went to the big town and now they're in school. So they can't hang out anymore. Hmm. But do you, do you know when you're growing up, Jesse? No. And if you have a 45 minute drive someplace, you can turn it into a three and a half hour drive because there's other things to do. <laughs> and and you blame it on the place you started you blame it on that you, be, you know anyways yeah all right so next, next bike up is matthew Lins. this is a 2023 ktm 625 x uh, 2003 uh, 2003 ktm 625 sxc uh rebuilt this bike from the frame up a few years ago new piston uh connecting rod valve train and had the crank balanced picture was a week uh, was before a week-long trip in colorado giant loop coyote bags with uh, camping equipment mods uh, let's see foot pegs replaced with some aftermarket ones ebay specials is what he calls them ktm 640 enduro gas tank uh fcr carb uh, silicone hoses for cooling and has a 640 ADV rear wheel with crush drive setup rather than the hard mount sprocket. Crush? Crush drive. Crush drive. Okay, Kush. so if if you're watching this like live right now, you're going to yeah. see something happen that's going to explain to you what I think about this motorcycle on my screen oh, then let me let me just make the bike smaller so your screen i'll cover me up no that's okay i think uh, i think you see. can Met, yeah Met's, it's like it's it's like we're not having an earthquake in california but the oh, bike yeah, is yeah. vibrating right now that's our mc360s for tires ktm 500 exc front uh mask with stock headlight and smc front fender right off the bat i gotta give this bike some roost for sure because this reminds me of how i got into Motorcycles in the first place was looking at bikes <laughs> like this, camping, dudes camping and dirt bagging it. That's yeah, what made yeah, me yeah. want to get a KLR six fifty. Uh wait, no, wait. You oh, saw you saw a, a KTM and you wanted to get a KLR. Yeah, I didn't have I didn't have KTM money when I was a college kid. <laughs> KTM money. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so, like no, KLR that, that makes that makes perfect sense. I, I'm glad that the KTM was inspiring KLR. That's that's a that's kind yeah, of it's a, just the principle, you know principle of it i so at the end of this bike's like stay that that lc4 motor they started working a little bit on the balance mm -hmm. and he's got the big tank on it they had one called an s i think they called it a, they called it a 640 sx or s or something and they started getting these things a little bit better but this is still a 625 yeah it's it's a good Big thumping four stroke. It, and yep. it made, by the way, uh, Lucas, it made twice the horsepower of that KLR. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, 
but uh, you know, when, when you're out just exploring roads, like look at, he's out in the middle of nowhere, Jesse, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, every once in a while I go off on this little tangent. It has something to do with some photography stuff I learned. <laughs> like, could you Dude, put the damn photo? Could you turn the bike into the light a little bit? So I'm not looking at some backlit horrible, mm, at least throw cool. a fill flash in there. Carl Kramer would have filled flashed the shit out of that thing. If I know Matt Lynn, who has got the kind of time to rebuild a 2003 KTM 625 SXC, photography is not high on his list right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy's that's a lot of time to rebuild a bike that's 20 years old now. Oh, it's more Think than 20 that. years because my RFS motors are going on 20 years. And this it's thing's 2003, he says. Yeah. I mean, the exhaust is on the right side the sprockets on the wrong side yeah there's there's a lot that's wrong with this motorcycle but doesn't have a kickstarter i don't remember do these have no they have the kickstarter side? yeah they have kickstarters yeah that's right left side so like i mean the thing that's roosting here is it looks super clean like he did a good job rebuilding it he clearly definitely rebuilt this himself and did a good job um i don't know how much time he spent and i don't know how much money he spent but there's some really good bikes that are like in the last decade for maybe the same amount of money and time you could have. I can't tell. Does he, tank, does he have, does he have the big tank on that thing too? He said he has a six, yeah. four, six, six tank. gallon tank. Yeah. Six forty enduro. So it's kind of got a little bit of a super enduro vibe, which I like. Uh, except, except half the horsepower of that. Well, yeah, that thing was an animal. One mistake, he put the stock <laughs> headlight on and he was riding for a week in Colorado with a stock KTM EXC headlight. That's hard. That's hard to do. Yeah. But maybe it worked fine for him. I don't know. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he, you got you to gotta stop early to go set up camp. Yeah, you know, you, you got to set up camp and it's hard to do at night. It's kind of a cool bike. And it's a cool bike. And the center stand, I, I kid you not, yep. the center stand is kind of a cool thing too. You know, that way, if you do have a problem, you can fix it anywhere kind of cool so, i mean I, I think he should sell this to somebody like lucas some kid in college that wants to get into dirt bikes and camping and he should go buy a new bike and see what that's like he can sell it for at least half of what he paid to rebuild it <laughs> and, and, and at that point you just say well i made a big mistake but i learned something from it because there are so much better motorcycles out there right now every Every KTM 690 owner right now is laughing at you. And for that, you should flip them off because this bike roosts. Yeah. 690 people. I yeah, never understand roost. 690 people. Where are you at, Lucas? On this one, I'm roosting for sure. Yeah. yeah. a lot of positivity coming out of the super hard crew today, which yeah. is not really on brand for us. Well, not on yourselves. No. <laughs> no, for sure not. Oh, man. All right, so let me let me see what's see. coming up. Let me see. Do I have the right one here? Here we go. Hey, Jesse, have you worn any of the Scott goggles with the amplified lens? Yes, I have. I just wore them at our shootout, by the how, way. Retro how awesome strap. are those? Retro strap, too, I might add. So I look old school, but awesome. Yeah. How awesome is the uh, amplified lens? I do like the amplified lens. It's more like, uh, it's more like uh, I don't know, it amplifies things. Yeah, I was <laughs> no. kind of blown away. I mean, I'm I'm a big I'm a big light transition. Yeah, lens. like you don't like the shadowy. Yeah, I like the I like the transition lens. No, like even even in, even off. hey Lucas, by the way, even in my climb my new climb helmet, my uh, my uh, uh, 
cryos. Yep. Yep. The the light transition lens, which they say don't put on if you're going to ride at night, but it's fine. That's what I say too. It's People not too cold. Yeah, it. they can have some difficulties transitioning when it's cold, like if you're in really cold temperatures, because the molecules don't move as quickly. Right. Okay. Um, so I've so I've experienced in this. conditions. It's fine. Yeah. So I've experienced this when when I when I flip it up in you know I'm I'm running with my I usually wear glasses you know sunglasses underneath or just some glasses underneath and I want the wind coming through, and when when it's been super cold and then I pull it down and it takes a lot longer for it to change when it's like 30 degrees outside, it takes yep. a little bit longer for it to change, but Hey, it's like, I did that. And then I drove through LA traffic and it was fine. So, yep. but, and I was yeah. good in the desert all day. So uh good job. I, I'd love the transition, but the amplified lens is something else. Yeah. The Scott uh, lenses are really good. They're super clear. They're popping a lot of contrast, like in the dirt, like it's just like, Whoa, this is sweet, but okay. they don't have the gold one that Matt likes to wear when he's like acting like a rock star with his climb goggles. I'm right with you, oh, Matt. Yeah. I like the gold ones. <laughs> gold ones are nice. <laughs> I'm here. Okay, for next it. next bike. All right, so this is going to be from Derek Keith. So 2020 Ooh, yeah. FE 350 that's been tacoed out. Vortex ECU FMF 4.1 uh, smog delete reads are out. Scott stabilized with BRP sub mount and all fuel upgrades. Golan, etc. KTM overflow canister, Taco Uber air filter kit, uh, bulletproof uh, radiator guards, P3 pipe guard, Enduro Engineering Extreme, uh, let's see, skid and linkage guards, Enduro Engineering slave cylinder, gar- uh, slave cylinder guard, oversized brake tip, uh, resprung on the shock and fork along with the revalved forks, Psychra Pro Bend Ultra CRM hand guards, a Cherubis VSL LED headlight, and a bunch of other protective components. So he ran he ran out of time to list all the protective components. Right. He put etc. guard. He put etc. and then he done. put he couldn't list everything out. Yeah, he's got like a clutch cover guard, swing arm guard, guards. Disc guard. guard. Like, like we're going to wrap this up pretty quick with Derek. Like if he wins, he doesn't have anything else to buy for his bike. So he shouldn't right. win a gift card. Cause he can't. Oh, so, you, so you're, you're, you're before, before you even rooster endo this poor dude, before you even rooster endo this poor dude, you're telling him he can't win. I'm just saying, what are you going to buy? If you win a hundred dollars, you bought every product they make for a dirt bike already. It's already on your bike. Hey, hey Jesse, I hate to say it, but I tend to agree with you here. I think like, you're, I think you're, I think you're, he's got everything. So, he, so he, my, my biggest problem with this bike is it has all of those protection, but no scratches. <laughs> oh, and, hey, Matt, I, I hate to agree with you again. <laughs> oh, like, no. this is really strange that I'm agreeing with you guys, but you're huh. spot on. There's, there's, is like actually, that. he should sponsor you for some hard enduro for <laughs> one of you two guys. And you guys could show him how to use that protection. You could show him how to get gain extra traction. He's I'm got really the zooming in here. It looks like a big. You, you can't zoom in because it's on the other feet. I don't know how you can do it. I'm but, looking at it on the Word document. Matt. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, does it look like he has the big front tire? Uh, no. It looks normal to me. No, it, look, I, I, it doesn't. Look, it doesn't look like a fatty front tire. It's distorted a little bit. Yeah. Probably in the photo, but I'm but pretty bummed. I'm pretty bummed out that he. Out. That he yeah, the rear tire is way worn out. So I mean, that's good that he's out riding, but and you the, should... the, the frame guard does actually have a 
Yeah, you can tell that there's no food up, up against that frame. I think it's just been cleaned really well. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think he rides the crap out of this bike. I don't see the scratches either. Like the Maybe side of the hand guards. Yeah, he might not be laying it down. Yeah, he's taking care of that thing. He's not watching a lot of super hard and trying to mimic what we do. That's no, he's not imitating our riding skills. At no, least. he's not. Um, but he did. He did take his phone out of his pocket and his pants and shoot a photo of his bike right in front of the garage door. It's like which, every Craigslist bike listing you've ever yes. seen. <laughs> and and we do see this, Jesse. You'd be surprised. The garage door that people, is a great backdrop. The people take their Craig's Craigslist bike listing and put it on to the oh. rooster ando submission with the thing that they had right there that they wrote they, yeah. they just cut out the part where you you know and then it's for sale and it's as seen on tech talk taco tuesday trevor and i've never done this <laughs> <laughs> never done this oh, so if you ever want to sell a bike just let, let us know this is kind of like classifieds only different yep. so uh endo right endo for jimmy soft endo for me yeah I mean, I like, I like working on bikes and I like graphics because you guys just called me out as a graphic guy. I, I, I just have don't to say think there's anything else. I think he's got all the parts on there. I don't know what else you could do to the bike. FE350 is a great bike. Cool platform. Cool tune. I bet it rips now that he's tacoed out. Um, I think his graphics actually look pretty good now that I, you know, kind of look yeah. at it, but it's yeah, still in I, like I wonder who made these gra- oh, decal works. Decal yeah. setup. I see a logo. Come on, let's have let's have stuff. a decision here. Quit waffling. I gotta I gotta endo this one just because I don't think that he's getting his money worth out of his out of these parts. I'm sure these parts were great <laughs> and they perform well, but he's not Easy getting the dollars out of them because they're just not not getting beat up enough. Yeah, not you're, enough durability testing. You're worried about his efficiency yeah. of his spend. I I'm am. more concerned that he can't yes. buy anything else. There's nothing uh, else to buy. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still waiting for the guy to send me the video or the 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 video, the pictures of the scratched up front disc rudder. Yeah, hey, thanks for the submission. I I I I like it, but I'm I'm uh, uh yeah, I'm going to give him a little roost because I it's only a little endo on my side too. If you want to go yeah. that that deep, I'm giving him roost, man. I think it's cool when people mod their bikes and make them their own and. Spend money like that's cool. And he's clearly using it. I mean, look at that. You can see the rear disc guard and the rear tire. Like it's not like it's not getting miles. That's yeah, the sure. disc guard's hitting some rocks, man. It's not just a pavement princess. Yeah. He's just got like throw his bike recklessly at the dirt more often. I think it's got swing arm <laughs> guards on it. Lucas does it. Yeah, swing it arm does, guards. Yeah, yeah the yeah. swing arm guards always fall off. No, you, so where is it, Lucas? Soft Lucas, endo. He, he gave us a soft endo. endo. Like yeah. So we're double soft endoing this guy. But I'm giving yeah. him roost. Where you, where you at, Matt? Oh, soft endo. Yeah. Soft endo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's, one, yeah. that's that's nice that, 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 that we can soft endo somebody in this program <laughs> right, these right. days. Not me. All roost here for you, Derek. I like your sweet craft hearts. I'm all on team 119 right here. Oh, Derek Oops. is in the chat. He just said new plastics and graphics. Obviously. Oh, it's brand new. The the graphics and plastics are yeah. Oh, that's why they're so clean. Okay, because yeah. okay. he because he's getting it ready right. to sell. He's getting <laughs> yeah. ready to sell. He's using this, he's using this as a platform to prop yeah. up his bike. Yeah, that like, bike is worth at least seventy two dollars more now that it's been mentioned on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Although yeah. us calling it a soft, and you know what, 
It might increase the value. No, 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 no. Actually, it increases it because we're complaining because it's not scratched up enough. That means it's a well taken care of, lightly (laughs) used motorcycle. Price just went up 500 bucks. Thank you, Derek. Uh, We'll see you on the next round when you show up with a new new Blue Crew Yamaha. Yeah, you can send Um, your uh, finder's fees to our Venmo. Yeah. Uh, So anyways, uh, this show is also brought to you by Yamaha. Uh, they are makers of fine, high-performance motorcycles. Jesse, have you ridden the 2023 YZ450 yet? No, they won't let me because they're scared that I'm going to be super fast on it. And I'll oh, super fast, yeah, yeah. Trevor won't let me either because he evidently runs dirt bike tests now. <laughs> I uh, I saw it at Glen Helen, um, and I saw them riding it and having a great time riding it, and everybody's high fighting and stuff. And I'm like standing in line and might oh. get Yamaha just didn't let me write it. Yeah. Oh, didn't you send somebody to the intro? Yeah. Ryan went to the intro and had a great time. Him and Matt Cerami are doing whips and hanging out with high fiving. Yeah. Going okay. to goats farm, going to Ricky Carmichael's goat farm and hanging out on his porch and being cool. But I didn't get to go to that. Yeah. Well, they need to know what the real people think. So one of these days we'll ride it and tell everybody. Yeah. Okay. Next bike, Matt. Yeah. We got to bust through these ones. So this is uh this next one is Doug uh, Jacobson. <laughs> uh, he's testing out the new Suzuki TM250 circa 1980. State-of-the-art riding shoes, work gloves, and hardware s- store helmet. The bike was bone stock. Uh, solid roost, stock bike, sending it, and extra roost for his dad in the background. Yes. Up. Yeah. <laughs> this is another fit. And his brother like jumping up and down, like, don't ruin our bike. <laughs> you can see his you can actually see his how wide open his uh, brother's mouth is there. Yeah. 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 It's funny. And the jeans, look at those bell bottom jeans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rocking it. What Full the problem is, me. you're saying roost, but this is a classic endo. <laughs> this is this an is, endo into roost. Yes. Is this is this is such an endo? The it's failing thing, upwards, Jimmy. Here's the pro. Here's here's what really. So this is a TM250, correct? Yes. 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 Have you ever heard of the TM400? Yes. So this is quite possibly the TM400 was quite possibly one of the worst motorcycles ever made, and it's one of the only motorcycles I've ever just thrown out of the back of a truck to watch it make sparks when it slid down the road. Uh, true story. We found one, and it we got it running, and it was such a horrible pile of shit. It would be more fun to throw it out the back of the truck this this is an endo that roos except <laughs> yes like the fact that the guy is still alive to send this in means that i don't know how we're surviving these days with kids that you know have to wear helmets when they ride their bicycles around and you know take medicines and and do all this other stuff where this this person probably never had a vaccine and just like sent the whole family setting. <laughs> oh, where? I just really want to see yeah. where he started this from. Like, where did this start? Did he jump off that road behind him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, There's so much yeah. more to the story, Doug. The, 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 he was definitely doing something that was <laughs> just on the edge of his skill level because there's two cameras here: the one that got this photo yeah. and the other one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This was set up for sure. They they planned something was going to happen. Maybe they were doing it. Maybe they were doing Jesse, you know how like there are people that'll undercut the ad agencies and stuff. This yeah. bike looks brand new. Right. And so they saw the Suzuki TM 250 ad brochure 
and like we can do better than that, bro. That. And and that. this is where it's going. So Lucas, I think you need to talk to Doug about your next uh, shoot for the yeah. gear because they yeah. could probably hook it up. Two cameras. I mean, if you got two cameras, that's ninety nine percent better than most people that are doing single camera. Yeah, they're committed for sure. Committed. Oh, Doug's in the chat and he's saying he had no idea that you don't chop the throttle when going over a jump. Oh, wait, hold on. Chop the throttle. Oh, so he did chop the throttle. Yeah, yeah. he said, yeah, no idea. You weren't supposed to do that. Yeah, that last yeah. second. Like once the front wheel goes up in the air, it's very critical what you do at those next moments. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Roost. Yeah, 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 Roost for Roost even for submitting sure. that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. thanks, for Doug. The original influencers, clearly. This isn't. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they, they were way ahead of the game. Yeah. Instagram gold right there. Right. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on because uh, I packed an extra bike in here. So this is going to be uh, T uh, Tita's Abromas. Uh, Abromas. Apologize for uh, pronunciation. So this is a 2015 Husky FE501. It's all original, and he could use some upgrades from Takamoto, but he spends all of his wife's money on the Husky. Oh, <laughs> oh my! Uh, Erzberg. I don't know. It looks like Erzberg or something. Yeah, that's Erzberg. why. That's why I was saying. I, I think, think this one's Erzberg. It, I think it's maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. Look is. at the license. You can't see a license I can't. plate. Yeah, all the license plates yeah. are covered. I it look. sure yeah. does look like Erzberg. Yeah, I guess it could be. I've well, been there. Are the except you know what? No, these it's, are like it's it's steps. too deep. It's yeah. it's and his colors are super South African. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. hey, bro. It does have Red Bull on it. I know, yeah, but are those are those are those vehicles Utes or are they trucks? There's a Toyota Hilux right there. Yeah, pretty overlandy looking States. rigs with with snorkels and everything. Oh jeez, there's just a lot to unpack here. Do yeah, <laughs> that's down at the bottom of a mining pit, someplace that's not yeah. in the United States. Looks like uh, Titus might have went the opposite route. Um, our boy Derek went, and he just went straight to graphics mods only. And everything else is kind of stock. Oh, so he says yeah. he says he needs the money. Yeah, but he spent money on graphics first, which old right. Jesse loves this. Well, he also spent <laughs> money on handguards that you didn't mention. New Jesse handguards. Little. Yeah, those aren't stock handguards, are they? Yeah. Well, they could. They, like they could have. They could have had a like a, a South African edition. Oh uh, yeah. Zoom yeah. zoom in. Can you zoom in a little I'm bit closer to that bike? As I can on that thing. We're gonna see where I'm gonna I'm gonna give you. An he's idea. got a sprocket on it. I think he's got like a a twin ring sprocket of some sort on there. He's got a strap under his seat. Yeah, yeah. zoom in and recenter so we can get a good look at this thing. He's saying he's the thumb the thumb the thumbnail sized photo. That thing is about as stock as can be. He's got a he. It's not a corner coach. <laughs> What's that thing on his seat? <laughs> no, that's Grab just like him. a tugger tugger strap. I think it's a tugger too. strap. Yeah, just really far forward. Not a real tugger strap. It's pretty stock. Uh, Wait, is that is that front fender stock? New yes. It's looks a 15. Like it, yeah. For a 15, I think it is. Yeah, it looks kind of weird. Yeah, it looks like an old BMW G450X front fender. Yeah, I can't tell. What I, it, it looks, it definitely looks. I just need more information. Yeah. One I need little... more info. You got to sell it hard. That's my, that's my first endo of the night. Cause I just don't know what's going on there, but I do appreciate you going graphics first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, 
I'm like torn on this one. I, I kind of want to, yeah, I want more information, even though he definitely needs the taco moto money. Yeah, he does. After you look at Derek's bike, come on. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, I kind of want to go riding there. It's kind of strange thing to yeah. say, but I kind of, yeah. I kind of want to, you know, like, why would you want to ride in a deep iron ore pit or something? Yeah. But it's cool. It does look cool. Like it. I got it. I got it figured out. Okay. Yeah. It roosts you, for me. It roosts for you. It roosts, yeah. it roosts for me. Okay. And for all the right reasons. I just don't have enough information. And for that, I'm punishing him. Yeah. Fernando. This is fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, Lucas, you're. Yeah. You decide. I want to, I want to roost this because it looks like an awesome riding area, but I, I got to endo because we're just not seeing the same amount of detail that these other bikes are getting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so this one, I think it endos, I guess. Yeah. I, guess. Yeah. I don't know if those colors go together too. It does it, does it have a South African color just yeah. because of that side panel? Yeah. South African or Brazilian. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe that's in That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, it could be Brazilian. That's true. What's the guy's name? He does um, um, Abromas. Abromas. Abromas, yeah. Sounds sounds a little Brazilian. Oh, I'm complete. It, yeah. I, yeah I, it, again, again, not enough information. If it you sounds like drunken Spanish, it's probably Portuguese. So I'm going to assume Brazil. It's, it's even more Brazilian. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. so we've seen our selection, uh, Jesse and we Lucas. One more, uh, don't we? Yeah, I included an extra oh. one in here just because oh, bonus. Uh, I made a bonus promise round? on social media. Yeah, I made a promise on social media and on email. Uh, so I got to live up to both I of those. Promise, I don't promise anything ever. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be Kenneth uh, Tynan, the uh, yeah. 2004 KTM 450 MXC, Clark three-gallon fuel tank, uh, Renazaco. Renazco. Uh, Renazco. okay. Racing fuel dual sport seat. <laughs> Moose racing wraparound handguards, pivot pegs, TM design works, chain slider and guide set, dirt tricks, sprockets, and dome washer, enduro engineering rear brake guard, GPR steering stabilizer, period correct upgraded WP forks and shock, not sure on part number, but they are not factory, ODI rogue lock on grips, plastics, uh, plastic skid plate, can't remember the brand, golden tire G2, a GT216AA fatty front, Motez Desert HT rear, JD jetting kit, great bike, but will soon be replaced with a Beta 350 or 390 RRS. It is too heavy and long geared for organs wood riding. So this, one more time, what year make and model? 2004 KTM 450 MXC. And he got him and his buddy up there. Yeah, there's definitely a passenger on the passenger. Ride. You got you got got the you got the helmet. Yeah, unless the there's two bikes. A, a comp system on too. There could Again. be another bike out there somewhere. You never yeah, know. Yeah, because I'm be. not seeing any passenger. Well, they're just they're just putting their helmets in the shade, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I've done that. Uh, could could again, Jesse? Could we? Could we turn <sighs> the bike and position it and maybe so aim it a little bit? Get it Kenneth in the light. Is in the, Kenneth is in the chat and he calls this a grinder date. That's what oh, this was. Uh oh. Okay. Whoops. <laughs> this is Hawaii all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys sitting in, in the underwear. Overheating. 
Overheating. We just took our clothes just off. Overheating. This is the fastest yeah. way to cool I'm just off. It's not what you think. It's okay. Uh, I watched the other six guys ride right by me, and they 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 didn't look at us funny because about three miles down the trail, they, they were all sitting thing, naked probably. in the woods too. Man, a 2004 450 MXC. I've got, I've got RFS, man. Yeah, RFS. RFS I've life. got a few of those for sale, by the way. If you're looking for a clean RFS, only used as a rental, never abused, uh, let uh, let me know. Lucas had liked the anodized uh, triple clamps. Really yep, on his yep, six I'm days. I'm liking that. He likes some anodized bling. Looks like he's got some other anodized uh, chain guards down there, which is Double nice. Slave cylinder guard. Yeah. Yeah, Double take mirrors. Uh, are they? They look tell. like it. They might be. I think those might be those. If you would have just ran. pivoted the bike a little bit and yeah. caught a little if bit of the side light, it, you know. I mean, but the problem is, carry a bouncer reflector with you. Like common sense, take a bouncer <laughs> reflector with you when you go riding, so your bike's lit up for photos. But the problem is, if you would have pivoted, you would have pivoted on the kickstand, and it would have snapped off because that's what <laughs> those RFS kickstands do. They snap right off. He's very careful. You need to upgrade that with a Trail Tech unit. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I think, true. I think he's right mind. about. I think the best part about this post is that he's going to upgrade it with a beta 350 or 390, which I think is a good choice. And I'd probably go with a 390 in that. He really should have gone for a blue crew, uh Yamaha YZ 450 FX. Yeah, he could. That's, uh, Oregon. He's doing a lot of Oregon woods riding right now, which uh-huh. is what he does now. So he's he definitely above, down. above the woods here. He's definitely above the tree line. That looks yeah, really I think nice. Maybe he took a scenic route for the date. That's what <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say. I'm if it's a beacon from experience, that's what I would have done. Right. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on here. A lot of the parts that would just accumulate on a project bike for 20 years are on here. Well, I mean, good thing. a racing dual sport seat. That's a good addition. That's like the original seat. He's boys. one of the first custom seat yeah. guys. Yeah, for sure. Really so laid the groundwork for the I think guys to come in. You think about it like this guy's got a lot of mileage, a lot of use out of his bike. He's he's in there. Sure. He's ready to go to the next thing. I yeah. I I like roosting. I think roosting sure. is where we need to go with this. There's nothing wrong with this bike. It's yeah. Roosty. Roost, roost. It's a roost. roosty. I love that he's thinking upgrade though. He's already like nope. It's great. And, but, and he's going to pass this yeah. bike. He's going to put it into the into the flock of RFSs for sale. Of course, oh, mine's man. for sale a little bit cheaper. You know, so you can probably buy mine a little bit cheaper than that one because it's got it's been a rental bike. Uh I don't but think I've ever seen you sell a motorcycle. I, I'm I'm really trying to now because I got like people, I got like four or five different people delivering me new KTM, not new, but new used KTM 500s that are, you know, in the 2014, 15, yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 era. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're selling yours? Maybe. <laughs> Rental bikes. Okay. I, mean, I, I just don't understand why you won't add a 2012 Usaberg uh, 300 into your rental fleet that may or may not be for sale. You need to sell that thing. You really yeah. need to sell that bike. I'm trying to sell it. <laughs> yeah. Matt has a bike for sale, by the way. If you're looking for a, a Hoosberg 300 two-stroke, which <laughs> this very bike uh, may or may not have won the king of the motos. We don't know. We don't know. But Graham Jarvis it, raced. It might have been, like it it. been It might have been that bike. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of great videos of Graham Jarvis on this bike. There's a lot yeah, of rumors sure. about where this bike came from, and I can yep. neither hmm. deny or verify them. I don't have a lot of problems with any of the mods on here other than pivot pegs. I've never really been a pivot peg kind of guy. I fall off bikes with pivot pegs. 
I fall off bikes with regular pegs. With I can't eight. imagine a picket peg is going to make it better. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So yeah, whatever. I, I, I'm. I think. I think it roosts. Yeah. I like. I, yeah, I just roost. wish you would turn the bike just a little bit more into light. You know, get some use the use the light. Yeah. Yeah. The sun's there. Use it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I gotta agree. I gotta give this a little bit of roost here. I think there's a couple couple mods i'm not totally on board with but being an rfs and having those orange anodized triple clamps kind of redeems some of these things <laughs> for sure yeah. would would you would you have gone ktm rfs if you could afford it back in the day um the answer is yes everybody yeah yes to that. yeah because you, you, you I did, did I you did one. you did what have one right yeah, but yeah, you, yeah you got one that was pretty clapped out it was it was kind of clapped and then I put a bunch of mods on it as you do <laughs> when you don't know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. It was, it was a good bike. Served me well. Okay, guys. So it's your job to I determine who is the winner of the tacomoto.co $100 gift certificate to help somebody modify their ride. It doesn't matter whether it roosted or endo. It was yep, the one that gave right. us the most enjoyment on this show. The most hope. Is where I'm going with here. Oh, hope. Yeah, okay. the most hope. Hope. The most we, hope I think I think we vote. I think we voted on hope a few years back, didn't we? Yeah, I'm I'm back on the hope train right here today because <laughs> I think this bike has the most potential to stay with the current owner, continue to rip in the current trails that owner's riding in, um, add to his impressive modification of smart modifications. Um, and he already calls out kind of what he wants to try out next. So I think it's okay. Great. Before you say anything, I this sounds like Jesse Ziegler at an editorial yeah. meeting says, well, you know what? This is what I, I, think. I, I really don't want to go ride Destry Abbott's factory KX 500 or KX 450 at a national hare and hound, you know, but you know, I'll do it for the magazine. So go ahead. I've heard this. I've heard this plea before. This is just, this isn't a plea. This is just common sense. This is okay. what it sounds like, Jimmy, when it comes out of people's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> so I think nice I, would, to hear it, I would vote for Jacob May, the guy that was first. Uh, this 2018 450 EXCF six days that he's got a bit of taco sauce on it, but not all the taco sauce. Um, yep. He's still got some room for improvements where, you know, Derek, Sorry, you don't have any room for improvements. Your bike has everything on it already. Maybe you could put, like, I don't know, new tires on it. That's it. So I give mine to Jacob. No knocking anybody else. Love your submissions. But also your picture is kind of the best because it's on a trail and it looks cool. I, I agree. Yeah. We I don't have any I don't have any lighting issues. I can see the stuff on his bike. Yeah. I want to ride there. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. All good stuff. Jacob wins in my book, yeah. Lucas. It's not, it's not common. It's not unheard of and it's not uncommon either um, that we all agree, but I do have to agree with this one. Nice. Jacob, oh, I, I tricked you. I'm glad you guys agree. Cause I actually disagree with the three of you. I was going to pick Matthew Lynn. You were? Oh, wow. We would have had to have a tiebreaker. Oh, Matthew Lynn. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I think Matthew's. I don't think there's anything outside the service area of Taco Moto's selection of stuff he sells. Just by a bit. Just by a bit. Like yeah, by I, 15 I, years. Matthew, Matthew could have 
been a lot higher if the I could have seen what was done to his bike. Oh, right. The better <laughs> photo. That's photo. right. The photo. Oh, jeez, people. I'm, t- I'm trying to teach people to be photographers, even though, you know, you remember how horrible a photographer I was, Jesse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Vivid memories of that. Yeah, I could I could always have a worse photo than you. So, um, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jacob. Thanks a lot for uh, sending that thing in. Um, yeah, that was cool. Pretty, yeah. Pretty stoked for everybody that participated in Roosterendo. This is, uh, you know, it's 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 really fun picking on your motorcycle, even though this oh, is a person yeah. attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize if I offended somebody, but I was just talking about your bike, not you. Yeah. Exactly. So, hey, guys, uh, thanks a lot for uh, joining us tonight on uh, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. We didn't answer any motorcycle or motorcycle product-related questions, which is kind of strange. But uh, I like talking to guys that, you know, kind of race a little bit. It's a really strong word. We we just participate. Participate. Yeah. Participate in hard enduro races. (laughs) Yes. Did you get a participation award? No. No, we did at Sea to Sky. We, oh. we definitely did at Sea to Sky. Well, no, oh, but we have to watch the next episode to find out about this. To a finish at Sea to Sky, you have to get to checkpoints to get a finish, and the further you finish, right. the bigger the reward: gold, silver, bronze, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, oh, right, right, that's true. When you're finished, it's not just like thanks for signing up and taking. That's some, a good point. That's a good point. That's true. You did a little more than that. Not a lot. So I, I should have. I should have because it was. It was not a round of the Hardened Rose Series, the World Series this year. No, it's not no. anymore. It's just a standalone event. Standalone. And and how many finishers? How many people got to the top of the mountain? Fourteen. We need some context here. Um, last yeah. year, forty-five people got to the top of the mountain, and mm-hmm. last year, the rumor was that it was the hardest that the race had been. This year, uh, fourteen people reached the top of the mountain. Um, which is a significant <laughs> drop from 45. Um, and I think yeah. the time limit was the same. They might've shortened the time limit by one hour. So instead of six, it was five hours, but still five hours is enough time to, to punish yeah. yourself. And I think if it was six hours, you may, you might've had like 25 finishers or 30 finishers. And they, yeah. and they told you on the forest stage that it was the easiest. They said it wasn't going to be that hard. Yeah, and then, no, so the easier than last year, not that hard. Yeah. So yeah. then you every day you're thinking, I can't believe anything they say. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. honestly, as a funny move, they told the truth the rest of the race. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> on, like straight up honesty the rest of the time. Like the but the first day they just screwed us over. <laughs> yeah. And then and going into the end of the third day, which eventually that episode will be out, episode three. Yeah. We we did have no idea because the day started really similar to the second day to the forest yes. race. And yeah. we're all thinking, oh no, they said this was going to be easier too. And it we're and we're just going to get punished. It's going to be brutal. And it started hard for the first, I don't know, five minutes maybe, 10 minutes, yeah. and then it eased up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, so, it was good. So the next episode is going to come out when? When the editor um, gets it done. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. It's in it's in the works right now, and then we'll release a draft, and then it'll be out. Yeah, a couple of weeks probably. Jesse knows how that works. You should probably have Jesse hammer on that guy to get it done. Uh, no, we're I'm, we're kind of ruthless sometimes. Yeah, I, <laughs> so, I give those guys a ton of credit. We give them a yeah. pile of garbage, and they create something pretty cool out of it. As you can imagine, the piles of clips they get from GoPros and selfies and swear words. Oh, yeah bleep out of every episode <laughs> it's for yeah and then the only feedback they hear from us 
is mm. negative stuff. Like we can't, we can't just tell them thumbs up, good job for all the good things. All we can do is just tell them, fix this, fix that, fix this. So then right. I can't imagine being on the other side of that, receiving only corrections. Yeah. You have to be pretty self-confident in your ability as an editor to be like, no, I know this is good. I'm just fixing a couple of minor things. And yeah. anything that wasn't commented on is fine, is good. Yeah. They do a yeah. good job. I yeah. could see yeah, you guys kind of just trying to make your writing look way better and just show all the other guys squitting out. It's... We're going to need a lot more people with a lot fancier cameras for that. So yeah. so much easier when you only had to just pick pictures because you only had to look good for one twelve hundredth of a second. That's so so much different. Pictures are so easy. People think anyways, I'm a really good right Hey, thanks a bunch for coming on. Uh, everybody fun. go check out Cycle fun. News still. This is your weekly motorcycle news source for all the racing stuff. The stuff we do yep. not talk about here. You can uh, right. go to Cycle News to check that out. And if you need super awesome motorcycle riding gear, no matter whether you're on a street bike, a dirt bike, or an adventure bike, climb definitely makes a bike. Oh, or it's snow. Heather just threw out at me. Is the season? It's snow, it's snow right. season, isn't it? Yeah, it is for sure. sure snow is. bikes are firing off if you're it, still on a motorcycle. Tell, tell, tell my buddy Brock I want to go send it with him on a snow bike one of these oh, days. He's going to take you into some <laughs> swamp hole that you have to fight your way out of now after all. Yeah, I can only imagine. I deserve every bit that he gives me. Anyways, <laughs> that's where that guy rips. Yeah. yeah so, sure. uh, hey, Matt, thanks a lot for uh, putting this all together, making yeah. the show work. Now, how's my cat fun. doing? She's doing great. I haven't seen her hey, today, but you I guys had a great. cat section in one of your videos. There's a lot more cat content. Coming. Every, lot, every there's more cat content coming. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in. I'm going to watch nice. it with my cat. And me and Selma are going to sit down on the massage chair and watch it together. It's so, going to be Selma's favorite series of super hard ever. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. We Thank will uh, see you out in the trail. Everybody, cheers. Cheers. Later. Thank you. Thanks, guys.